It's a good evening, everybody. Hit the like if you love the fills. Slam that subscribe button if you think we're winning it all. And set that reminder if you hate those Mets. Here we go. We're going at it at 110%. Just want five minutes of happiness, please. Just give me five minutes. And they did it! They did it! What the fuck? What the hell was that? Oh yeah! What the fuck are you talking about? What is going on, A2D fam? Whether you're on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, wherever you're at, hit that like, hit that subscribe, like us up, fuck with the algorithm in the words of Tom Arno, No No Radio. As usual, Flight Zone is brought to you by Body Check Wellness, which is a line of products that promote wellness, balance, recovery. Evan needs some recovery. By using the full potential of hemp, <laughs> they come in extracts, blends, gummies, and topicals. Use that promo code A2D for 20% off at bodycheckwellness.com. Evan, Mr. Mr. COVID. Nah. You caught it? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's just this this this, uh, this cold I have. I don't uh, know. We'll see, we'll see what happens. I'm praying for you, brother. Speaking of speaking of cold, let's just say. Uh, oh my god! <laughs> you, thought I was gonna say something. you know, you know who isn't nah. cold. You know who it's, isn't cold. It's the opposite Bryce of what the Phillies are cold. right now. Let's just go right into that. The opposite of what the Phillies are right now. The opposite of what the Phillies are right now. That'll lead us to our poll uh-huh. because we've been mentioning it over the past few weeks. We've been mentioning it on what this team is, who this team is. I said it what two, three weeks ago. If we had a legitimate back-end closer, you add 10 games to our win record, you subtract 10 games to our loss record. We uh-huh. we, fe- we we effed with the math for how long, and then we finally figured it out. They would have been 20 games above 500. Guess yeah. what happens when you bring in a legit closer? You're winning intense games. You're winning bullpen games. Just the addition of Ian Kennedy alone uh-huh. is just amazing for this team. You throw in Kyle Gibson, who's having a career year, all-star in the American League. He's put out two solid performances for you. And his first start, that was the start of this eight-game win streak. In the famous words of Oklahoma Athletic fans and Moneyball, we may never lose again. Mm-hmm. And it, it leads us to this poll question. And it's going to be a huge week for the Phillies. I'm all in. I'm all in. And this is why we did this poll question tonight. It would be a disappointment if the Phillies did not win both series against the Dodgers and Reds coming up. I'm going to agree full-fledged to this poll. Ride with the momentum. Ride yeah. with the momentum while you're at home. The bats are hot, and you don't have McCutcheon, Reese, Didi. Galvis is still hurt, and he has a pop. Mm-hmm. You got guys like Jankowski. You got guys like Torres. You got Luke Williams out there. Yep. You have all these guys in your lineup, and you're going on eight-game win streaks? Are you kidding me? I don't care yeah. if you're playing the Nationals. I don't care if you're playing the Orioles. I don't care if you're playing the Mets who suck. It's hard mm-hmm. to win eight baseball games in a row in this league, especially yeah. if it's a uh, – you're coming off two terrible losses against the Pittsburgh Pirates. Yep. Terrible losses. Yep. You, come, you come back that Sunday and you absolutely slaughter them to save mm-hmm. a, to save the sweep. So that starts off the, the uh, win streak. Mm-hmm. And then you go to Washington. You have two dicey games where you have to come behind, where they blow two more saves, the Nationals. And then you have two other games where you absolutely blow them out of the ballpark. And then when the division's on the line. Are you kidding me? You sweep the Mets? 
this team, it, this team is giving me Philly fever, dude. I'm re I'm ready for a red October, and that's why I'm agreeing to this poll. You have to ride with the momentum. If you get if you go two and one against the Dodgers, two and one two and one against the Reds, it's four and two. You're still hot. Now I love sweeps of both series, but that's probably not going to happen. But that's what everybody thought about the Nationals and Mets to get mm -hmm. us back into the in, to get us back into the race, get us back into contention. Mm -hmm. We yep. we have a lot to talk about with the Phillies tonight. Yep. But what do you got to say about the poll tonight, Ev? I, I agree as well. I agree that we should be on. We're on a hot streak right now. Eight games. I mean, if you can, I don't see a sweep. Definitely with the Dodgers. I mean, we are at home. We're also just we're we're hot at home, and it and like all you got to think about all the players that have, that have been stepping up. Bamboo Brad Hector Nervous has been stepping up. Hector Nervous is on fire right now, Hector dude. Hector Nervous. Hector uh, Nervous, he, he might be worthy of having his name back. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> we got to we got to wait on that one. That's that's a, that's a hot take, but um, yeah, that they would be huge if they if they won both series. I mean, the Reds, they're a good team, and the Dodgers, obviously, one of the favorites each year to win the World Series. But um, I mean, when you look at the the who are going to be going up against Bird for the uh, pitching? Like you, you're going to have three straight games where you're going to be having you're playing aces. That's what you are against the Dodgers. Well, yeah, you got. I know you got Scherzer versus Nola tomorrow, correct? Yep. And then you have Gibson versus who's he versing tomorrow? I'll look it up real quick. Um, and then I know you got Urias in the third game, and you're probably yeah. going to have Ranger. Ranger, yeah. So you got Scherzer versus Nola tomorrow. You got Gibson versus David Price in game two on Wednesday. Mm -hmm. And then you have Urias versus Undecided. But it's probably I think Rangers do up to start that day. Yeah. Yep. And there's no there's no reason why he shouldn't start. There's no, there's absolutely no reason. And then going into that red series. I think Zach Wheeler, Wheeler has to start that series off strong. Oh, for sure, for sure. He he had the today off, so that's going to be five days rest for him. And then you're going to have to go from there to see who who you want to start game two. Mm -hmm. Now that might have to be maybe Eflin will be back by then. I'm pretty sure he is off the ten day injury list pretty soon. I believe. I'm pretty yeah. sure he's off the, he he's off of it. He's fully healthy. So. Yeah. He should be back for either game one against the Reds or game two against the Reds. Mm -hmm. And out of nowhere, you have four solid starters. And if you keep on mm -hmm. expanding out Rangers' arm, that's a solid fifth starter. If he could get you four oh, yeah. innings and yeah. every, fifth, every fifth day you have a, a bullpen game, yep. and eventually Ranger can give you five innings, dude, the, this team... <laughs> I'm excited. Yeah. I, I, don't, yeah. I don't know if it's because the Sixers broke our hearts. I don't know if it's because I think of that Flyers. Might, that might be a contribution <laughs> to, to this whole thing. Yeah. I think uh, we just seen enough losing that the Phillies like eight game winning streak. It's just a, a breath of fresh air. Hopefully, this doesn't get the air doesn't get sucked out of our lungs. Come uh, this these next two series, and we actually uh, just just hold on to first place by a few games, get some uh, some breathing room in the NL East, but um. Yeah. Man, I am excited too, because when Kutch 
Didi and Hoskins comes back. Like even the guys that are that are filling in, Tarias, Brad, Brad Miller. I forgot to bring up our MVP. Yeah, Brad. I, I was gonna say Brad, <laughs> pretty big name in that. And I mean, like we just have a good lineup. Like we have guys that can back up anybody, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, Herrera. I did give shit to Herrera the last few weeks, few days. Like, and it's funny because I texted you about it how bad he was. The next day he goes up and hits a home run. And he has a pretty good game. Yeah, but and um, an atrocious slide led him to dealing yeah. with an dealing with an Achilles injury, and he is just horrendous on that baseline. That's he something is. he needs to work on. Yep. But he's been hot recently, dude. He's mm-hmm. been hot over the last ten days. Yep. Yep. And if that keeps up, and we'll talk, we'll talk about the lineups uh, later on. Mm-hmm. First thing I want to get into with um, the Phillies is basically <laughs> that Mets series, dude. Get the brooms out. Do we still have the brooms out? Because it's it's incredible. <laughs> it's absolutely incredible. Mm-hmm. Now, we mentioned it earlier. I got to ask you a question. Say we do win the NL East, we are we automatically got a bid in that NLDS, right? Yeah. So we would be playing the Brewer, whoever the whoever the winner is of the AL Central. So right now it would be the Brewers. Mm-hmm. You they have sh- they struggled against NL East teams. Yeah, and and we we blew them out of the ballpark earlier on in the season when we played them. Now yep. we do have one more series against the Brewers. Yep. So we'll see what happens there. But and they they, <laughs> they did get people during the trade deadline. So mm-hmm. where we as I mean, we got two pitchers. Dude, I think Gibson and Kennedy were huge additions. They were exactly yep. what we needed. Mm-hmm. I don't think I, – and I brought it up in one of our chats. I have not felt this type of excitement since 2011. Now, 2012 was the year where everything fell apart. There was still some expectations. But mm-hmm. since then, 2013, 2014, 15, 16, 17, you just sucked. And there was bad drafting bad farm system, bad general managing, bad managing of the lineups, whether it was McCannon, Sandberg, Kapler, whoever you want to blame. It all started with the front office, right? Yep. And then 18-19 happens, 2020, you collapse. You absolutely monumental collapses in August, September. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? You're 8-0 and to start off August. And what did we say? What did I say a couple weeks ago? July? It was going to be a little shaky. We're probably going to be a little bit over 500. And then I believe the words that came out of my mouth were, fuck it, we're going to go undefeated in August. We, we mm. got to check the tape. We have to. We'll check the tape. Yeah. But I believe those words came out of my mouth. Yeah, I, I, I think so. I, I think I remember hearing something about that. We need, it. we need a big August, and no doubt about it. And I, I just don't want this to end up like every other Philly season where they just completely collapse out of first place after – being favorite to win it or just it's always something you know yeah and i just don't think we should we should obviously ride high on this uh this eight game winning streak but not too high because at the end of the day we are the phillies we are philly sports we like to disappoint yeah that's literally what we're here for so look we'll say that stadium is going to be at around forty thousand fans strong tuesday wednesday thursday in this in this Dodger series, you have your ace going against going up against Max Scherzer. This is going to be Aaron Nola's day. 
Yeah. If Aaron Nola does not do what Aaron Nola did three, four, five years ago, he it, it'll be a really big disappointment. It'll be a huge disappointment. Nola has something to prove tomorrow night. It is going to be his time to shine. The lights are going to be on him. Let's see if he steps up. If he steps up and we continue the streak 9-0, and that – <laughs> it's gonna it's i i truly do believe in this I, they're gonna leave me speechless yeah like just me thinking about aaron nola beating max scherzer tomorrow aaron nola throwing a gem tomorrow mm-hmm. we need it to happen throw out everything that i've said about him throw out all of the trade talk uh, me wanting to trade him for prospects me wanting to cut him after the nationals game uh his last outing <laughs> for aaron foreigning nola whatever the hell you want to call him mm-hmm. throw it all out yeah. it's a clean slate <laughs> it's a clean slate starting tomorrow dude oh lord yeah what i up, think man? it i really all, it really all starts tomorrow because the last game nola pitched he wasn't he didn't he get a win or a loss yeah, right was, no yeah, he wasn't a win or a loss he didn't i mean he has an issue where he doesn't last any more than five innings. Like, coach doesn't know when to pull him. And that's yeah. an issue. When you're considering ace, you can do what Wheeler did last night once in a while. Yeah. And shutouts. And I don't know the last time that Aaron Knowles had a shutout. I think he had one this year, but there hasn't been many, really. Yeah. I mean, that's not, at the end of the day, that doesn't show really if you're a great pitcher. I mean, Arietta had a few of those, and like Arietta was good for one year, so uh-huh. it it doesn't show the complete picture. But I mean, let's we'll give credit to the pitchers, but we got to give credit also to the bats. I mean, they've they've been hot. Yeah, like everyone's contributing. You so. want to talk? You want to talk about an MVP candidate? Let's do your, it. Your boy, your boy Bryce, Bryce. dude, he's stepping up. He had he a monster, monstrous July. Yep. Monstrous July. He is. And last week, last week and the week before that, I was giving him shit. But yeah, like, like me, everything, yeah. everything happens. Every every time I say something, that player just just does good. Yeah. So I'll give props when props due. Yeah. I, I do think Bryce is playing at an MVP level mm-hmm. right now. I don't know necessarily that he's going to win MVP. Because if if he really wanted it, he would have had it in the beginning of the season. If he had that same same thing in the beginning of the season and rolled see, with it and still been like that, obviously would have been. But see, I disagree with that because I feel like he's been very very consistent throughout this entire season. It's just the players around him have not been as consistent as he has been. And the I mean, past yeah. month through July, you were slightly above five hundred baseball team. Which mm-hmm. both of us kind of predicted. Yeah, he was playing out of his mind, and once the pitching started to you know shape up, mm-hmm. he, it's just this. This game is all about the mental. You could have all the talent, all the fundamentals in the world, but if you're not in it mentally, it, this is a long season, dude. 162 mm-hmm. games is a long time. April 1st to October 1st is a long time. You need to have that internal drive. Now, I'm not saying you need to have it all 162 games, and that's where the outside force comes into. And when you have guys starting to step up around you, whether it's Ian Kennedy, Kyle Gibson, JT starting to catch fire, McCutcheon's mm-hmm. catching fire, Hoskins is giving you a, on pace to give you 35 home runs, 100 RBIs. 
Mm-hmm. Segor is having a season like he had when he was 26 years old. Yep. Like the guys around him are starting to finally play up to his level. And when that happens, you look at all the MVP candidates around the league right now. Freddie Freeman, Fernando Tatis. Those lineups are insane. Mm-hmm. Fernando Tatis pitching, uh, his uh, teammate, his pitchers, they're insane. Yep. So that mental blockage is not there for Tatis. That mm-hmm. could happen in Bryce when guys are playing below what they're capable of. Yep. And all I'm trying to say is he's been playing like this all year. Mm-hmm. It's just the guys around him are starting to finally get on base, starting to give him more opportunity, starting to give him that external drive. Yeah. And he's capitalizing. Yep. And another thing I want to bring up is just the there's everyone else is doing good, but Alec Baum. I feel like Alec Baum's had a tough stretch of games. He did have COVID like two weeks ago, I think it was. Yeah. Um, came back from that. Never really found his his way back in because of uh, Ronald Torres. Um, the game I was at, he had like two errors, and then another two the next day. So, and he really hasn't been hitting too much. Yeah. But uh, I I just want to ask you, what would be the perfect lineup for say? I don't want to talk playoffs now, but just a, a big game. Like who? Who? What is your ideal lineup if you have a full, healthy roster? So, and and field and the field. So like who? Yeah, yeah, yeah I got you. So I'm probably gonna lead off with Segura, and then you do JT in the two hole. Segura is gonna be playing second. JT catcher. Bryce right field batting third. Cutchin playing left field batting fourth. Uh. Probably Hoskins playing first base, batting fifth. Bone playing third base, going sixth. DD batting seventh, and then Oduble batting eighth. You need to jump off to a, a hot start, mm-hmm. and then once the sixth inning comes, you're up by one, you're up by two. You throw uh, Freddie into the end at third base. That mm-hmm. needs to happen every game until Alec Bone proves that he's not a butcher and he's working at a meat shop. Freddie Galvis is either A, going to be starting, or B, taking you out of the game. Yep. But I think that's the perfect lineup right there. Yeah. I, I honestly had almost the identical lineup. The only thing I would have switched is I think if you have Galvis healthy, you have to play him. Yeah. I think there's no doubt about it. I don't want to completely kill all Alec Bombs, like just all the confidence he has, but he could be a guy that comes in after you pinch hit for somebody. But Galvis, he is a starter. Definitely is a starter. I think I'd move Galvis second. I go Segura third. DD shortstop or DD. No, nah, so let me cut you off. I think DD should move to third. Galvis that, should yeah, go to that, short. That and then I, I think I think Segura is just too comfortable at second base right now. Like, like yeah. he's having a hell of a season defensively. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And Galvis is just, I, I feel like he's a better shortstop. He's the mm-hmm. best shortstop we have on the team. So. Screw around, put them at shortstop. Yeah, move DD to third. Players can play any damn position they 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 please. It's not on this. Team. Unless you're Alec Baum, you <laughs> can... yeah. I don't know. Yeah, Benny, I think Galvis should. If when he goes into the game, he should go to his short, and DD should be going to third. So you said DD, and then maybe put Baum at third. The only reason why I still have DD in the lineup is just because of his pop. 
You, yep. you see what he can do against right-handed pitchers. You see what he can do in a 0-0 game, and he's up to the plate early innings. He could hit a solo home run at any time. Yep. I don't think Boehm can do that yet. Boehm doesn't have the pop. He's yeah. supposed to be a contact hitter who's batting 250 and is the worst defender in Major League Baseball. That's why I still think he's stick with Didi. You have a lot of contact hitters on this team that can make up for that. And this is a home run league now. Unless you're playing small ball, which Joe Girardi has proven that he's not a small ball manager, he's an analytical manager. The way he mm -hmm. manages, I think Didi is better off in the lineup rather than Boehm. But Galvis should definitely be getting some playing time towards down the stretch. Yeah. And Brian, I think I th I think Didi's just the the fact that he's been there, he's played for the Yankees all those years. He's been, he's been in really big he's been in big games. And you can't really say the same for Baum because what just last year he started but um I just think the just you really just can't take out Didi right now. He's he's stepping up slowly. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's becoming the the player he was in the beginning of the season that we had, and once you get once you get um, McCutcheon back, I think that'll be a huge huge thing. Because I mean, Jankowski, he's doing fine, but I mean, I, I take I take McCutcheon still over them. What up, Pete? Yeah, uh, yeah. Pete? I, there's just too much pop in this. The way Girardi manages, Didi is better off, especially with the guys that we already have in the lineup, than Boom. And then come playoff baseball time, like you just said, Freddie has more experience. I'm not saying mm -hmm. he has playoff experience, but he's played in the infield plenty of games. And yeah. Alec Boom is just shit in the bed this year. He is. So, what's up, Pete? Poll for the day is going to involve the Phillies, as you can tell after what happened over the past eight days, seven days, whatever it's been. It would be a disappointment if the Phillies do not win both series against the Dodgers and Reds this week. And I know a lot of people were, uh, or a couple people were disagreeing to the poll. And I hear you. There was this one. I forgot who said it. Uh, Matt. Disagree to the poll, but I feel like we need three of six. I'd be fine with it. Dodgers are way better. Reds are red hot. Mets, Mets, Mets are irrelevant. So yes, it's going to be us versus the Braves. See, mm -hmm. I disagree. I disagree. I, I agree with you to the point, to a point. But the fact that you have Aaron Nola, who this organization has been telling us that he is the ace, and he is yet to come up in a big game where all the spotlight is on him, dude. You're going to have Citizens Bank Park at forty thousand strong tomorrow night against one of the best teams in baseball, against mm -hmm. the team that. Gives out the most money against a team that drafts well, has the best prospects. Dude, it's your time to shine. And I know there's a lot of Nola doubt in this chat right now. A lot of it. Yep. Uh, Real quick, what would you put this in the NBA terms as far as us playing the Dodgers? Would we be like the Atlanta Hawks and then they'd be the Nets? See, I don't think we're the Hulk, the Hawks because the Hawks build it up from the draft, right? Mm -hmm. I would say we'd be more like the Knicks, okay? Because we we got all of our players from free agency, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, we got a couple young guns. You could maybe compare R.J. Barrett and uh, Quigley to I don't know Baum and Reese, <laughs> but 
Yeah. If you look at every single position, Oduble, uh, Bohm, Reese, Nola, Eflin, mm-hmm. Suarez, those are going to be our main pieces in the playoffs that came from our system. Yeah. And Eflin was traded as a prospect. So we got him in a trade. So those are all the young guys that we have. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm comparing what this team is to the 93 Phillies. They are very similar in age. And I think we brought it up a month ago. And I was minus six years old in 93. But after doing my research, doing my history, that 93 team came out of nowhere. This team, in a way, is coming out of nowhere, guys. I, I have all the faith in the world that these guys are all hungry. McCutcheon, McCutcheon doesn't have a ring yet, does he? He didn't win with the Yankees. He never won with the Giants, and he certainly did not win with the Pirates. <laughs> you got Didi, who Didi never won a ring with the Yankees either. So you got Didi, you got Gene, who's been in the league for nine years now. You got Bryce, who made it to a couple uh, NLDSs with Nat with the Washington Nationals, but they never did anything. Wheeler never really did anything with the Mets. I believe he was on the uh, 2015-14 team, whatever team made it to the World Series, but they came up short. Mm-hmm. You got a bunch of veterans that have never really played playoff baseball. And we're fairly old. We're a fairly old baseball team with no prospects. Uh-huh. So these next couple of years, it's going to be now or never. Yeah. This, this year can make or break whether you can land a big free agent next year, whether it's Chris Bryant, Javi Baez, Rizzo, whoever you want to, whoever you want, you want, you want to try and pick up. Get Joey Gallo. Huge, huge year. Mm-hmm. Whether uh, you pick up any of those guys, if you got, if you make it to an NLDS, you go five games against the Brewers and end up losing. Yeah, it'll suck, but it'll draw attention. All this whole run is about drawing attention for the next couple of years building up your farm system over the next couple of years. So when you're three quarters into Bryce's contract, you have some young guns with him. But this is important to try and win now with Bryce while you have Bryce in his prime. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm confident in him right now. We'll see how long this lasts. I know you call me Mr. What do you call me, Mr. Something? I don't you're know. The, you're I the CEO of Mr. Negadelphia. Negadelphia. That's that's my favorite. But no. COO. C-O. You handle you handle all the operations. You hire and fire all the employees of <laughs> Negadelphia. I fire them on my, on their birthdays. I don't care. I would hate nah. to be I would hate to be an employee for you if you were my boss. I wouldn't be able to nah, do man, it. I'd be chill. I'd be chill. <laughs> Unless, 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 I just don't want, I just don't want us to get our hopes up like too much, if it end, just ends up being a complete bust, because that's what we've done the last three years. We've been in first place a thousand times, and we just always, always seem to just not get it done. Yeah. But this year could be could be different. The spark is pretty big. Yeah, I I agree full heartedly with Mango. Agree. Got to see some hot ball in both series coming up. Taking two or three would be epic for the outlook of the rest of the season. Yeah. Yeah. And it all it's all going to start with Nola tomorrow. If Nola beats the Dodgers tomorrow and he throws a seven-inning gem, eight-inning gem, that's, that's going to really, really get, give us an even bigger of a spark. Nope. Even bigger of a launching pad. 
Yeah. He, ne- he needs that convincing win. Mm-hmm. Bill says he disagrees to an extent. Every series loss is a disappointment. But what really matters is if they hang on to the division and what they do in the playoffs matters. I'm not a Phillies fan, but shit, props to them for the way they've been playing. Yeah, Dude, it's hard to win eight games in baseball. Eight games in a row in baseball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Martian. David Price is still around. So, yes, thank you, Jake. Pending any setbacks, Eflin should be back soon. So, Eflin will be back. I'm thinking Eflin will start game two of the Red Series. You need, yeah. a hot, you need a strong start to that series, so you start Wheeler again. And then Saturday night, FF Eflin is back, baby. Mm-hmm. So I'm no knee doctor, but I, I hope so. I hope so. Because what are we running with, four-man rotation right now? We're running with a four-man rotation. Ranger Suarez is your fourth right now. Yeah. And who, yeah, who the hell's – I mean – well, right now you're still in the Chase Anderson Vince Velasquez scenario as yeah. your fifth starter. So once everybody's healthy, did Anderson get get traded? No, uh, Howard did. Or uh, Howard traded. Yeah. My bad. My bad. Yeah. I so, who's that one guy we started? Uh, which one? That's uh, Ranger Suarez. No, it was somebody else. Christopher Sanchez. Like, yeah. The, him and Yovera need to go back to the writing. Oh, gosh. That was just horrible. And Chase no, Anderson's on the 10 day IL. So if it comes down to it, it looks like Vinny V might be starting uh, one of the Reds games, unless I, I don't know, dude. I think I mean, right now I'm we're. Trusting, I'm trusting him over, over, over anybody else besides that. I mean, I don't know. Chase Anderson? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, dude. Um, Jason. So it we says Matt Moore too, right? <laughs> yes. We got Matt Moore. Yes. So got yeah. I think they're gonna ride with this four they they've done a four man uh rotation for throughout this streak, throughout yeah. this stretch. So and I say you keep you, you keep riding that until it doesn't work anymore. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's maybe why uh the last game against Urias and the Dodgers is undecided right now. Girardi's trying to put the chess pieces together. But, Jason, uh, Reese is day-to-day. Didi Gregorius is day-to-day. Oduble is day-to-day with that Achilles. Um, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. You got... Well, McCutcheon, that's who I'm missing, right? Mm-hmm. Andrew McCutcheon is 10-day IL starting August 2nd. So he would be due back August 12th. August 12th would be what? Today's Monday, so Tuesday's the 10th, Wednesday's the 11th, Thursday's the 12th. So he gets off the mm-hmm. IL on the last day of the Dodger series. That's McCutcheon. Mm-hmm. Freddie Galvis should be back today because he was put on the IL on July 30th, 10-day IL. Zach Eflin should be back any day now. Coonrod should be back any day now. Uh, oh, never mind. No, nah, Coonrod should be back soon too. Mm-hmm. So, 
you got a bunch of guys that have made made contributions this season <laughs> that are due to be back any day now. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, you know this is a Sir Anthony Dominguez uh, fan club here at the flight yeah. zone. He was it placed is. on it. He was placed on a sixty day sixty day IL on August third. Oh, there goes the chances of seeing him. <laughs> so yeah, another another season of Sir Anthony not being here. Man, that's like this. That reminds me of like the whole like um saga with the peanut allergy. Um, they're all the uh, yeah. Our boy. Yeah. All I know is if you're happy that Spencer Howard's off that team, hit hit the like button. <laughs> if you're happy that the Mets suck, like, really bad, like, one of the mm. worst organizations in all of sports, hit the yeah. like button. Poverty franchise. <laughs> they're, <laughs> they're awful. I thought we were bad. The Mets are just as bad as us. Yeah. And they're going to be paying so much money for all these years, and they are just not going to do anything with it. Yep. And, yeah, Jason, Bohm's not going to be in on the field 6th, 7th, 8th, ninth inning come playoff time. It's going to be Freddie Galvis. Yeah. And and he, I know he's a journeyman. He's been around a few teams. He's been around the Orioles. Who who did we just get him from? Um, get Freddie, Fred, from? Uh, Freddie Galvis, we got him from Baltimore. Baltimore. Okay. So, yeah, he's, he's, he's been around – a few teams, so it's a, it's exciting to see him back because it's been what since 2016, I believe, that yeah. we traded him, mm-hmm. or or he just left. I'm not really sure. I kind of forget, but um, it's it's gonna be cool to have him back. Yeah, <laughs> Mr. Wing, I I I said we should have sold. <laughs> I should, I, but instead, I you we sold, sold. I didn't really believe in them after. I mean. You, Jimmy, you couldn't really say that you still believe in them. Like they convinced that wasn't convincing after Check you the tapes. Them. Everything no, that I, I predicted I, that was going to happen happened. Tell, tell me, you lost a little bit of confidence when we when we got swept the two game series. We got swept by one of the worst teams in MLB. Oh, against the Pirates. Yeah, dude, I had all the confidence in the world. We are we are eight and zero since JT had that meeting, players only meeting, mm-hmm. and since then JT has been hot. Yeah, but I'm going back all the way to when we predicted the outcome of July and August, when I said <laughs> we were going to be slightly above 500, which we were, mm-hmm. and then going into August, we we may never we may, we we may, uh, we may not lose a game, dude. If we sweep these Dodgers. I'm all I'm all in on these Phillies. Like I said, mm-hmm. Ian Kennedy striking out JD Davis in Game Two on on Saturday. Yep, that is the most excited I've been about a Phillies win since I was 11 years old. Yep, it was no, a great series. That whole series was just immaculate, immaculate vibes. Just everything about it was great. I mean, I went I went to the game on Friday when uh. When they were going up against uh, Stroman, and just the one play, I think it was Pilar or somebody hit into a double play when there's bases loaded, and that was the loudest I've heard Citizens Bank since since I was younger and watched with Chase Utley and all them. Yeah, you know, 
That was the loudest I've heard. It was just exciting. I mean, wow. Yeah. Um, Jay, we will talk Eagles towards the end of the show. This is going to be heavy Phillies, heavy uh, Sixers talk today. But everybody stay tuned come week one. September, what is it? September 13th. 13th. Let me check the calendar real quick. Was um, it wasn't Jay Koch? Wasn't he a troll? I thought he trolled us. That, like, he Jay, was a troll. Yeah, I mean, I, we love all of our fans. Troll, no troll. A hole, <laughs> no a no a hole. We we love all you guys. We love we love having conversations. Man, but come uh, come Monday, September thirteenth, going to be the first episode ever. Flight Zone being a part of A two D the day after an Eagles uh, game. Flight Zone was started to be an Eagles podcast. We talk heavy Eagles. E- Eagles are number one when it comes to talking sports. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love all these teams equally, but Evan and I get into it when it comes to Eagles. Oh, yeah. So we will be talking heavy Eagles from September 13th until hopefully February 12th when we win the Super Bowl this year. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> so, yes, we, we will we will uh, touch a bit on the Eagles at the end of the show, but come – Come September, it's going to be a heavy Eagles chat. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. <sighs> um, we'll get the Monday night football games. We're going to be watching the game. <clears throat> I think we have, what, one Monday night football game, I believe. Uh, yes. Yes. And I actually had a conversation tonight with somebody. Our only Monday night game that we will be doing live reaction to, we have one. Mm-hmm. October 27th against who? Giants? Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys. Is that at home? No, it's going to be at Dallas. Ooh, okay. So we will be <laughs> pen, pen, pending any schedule uh, shape. I, I Maybe uh, Tom, will, Tom and the boys will probably be doing a live reaction to that. But right. that'll be the one Monday night where the Eagles will be playing that we may possibly be able to do a live reaction to it. Mm-hmm. So that would be a lot of fun. Okay. That would be a lot of fun. Mark your calendar. Mark your calendar right now. <laughs> and I think that is that'll be the second game against Dallas. So yep. Yep. We'll see what and also if if you're new here, nine nine a month member. Yes, sir. Just know that come Eagles time, you know damn sure that you guys are gonna wanna jump <laughs> on, talk some shit about Jimmy, talk some shit. I talk mean just shit about Carson receipts to where Jimmy thought that Jalen Hurts was he was going to be a bust or something like that, but um, I hope we'll, I'm wrong. We'll, we'll play back the tapes. You can just talk shit about talk shit on me. Maybe if Wentz throws like a he becomes MVP, you can tell me I'm a dumbass or something. I don't know <laughs> really like Get the yeah. membership going with us. React to games, shows. react to Phillies. Yep, members only streams. Shout yep. outs, weekly weekly sports picks from. Uh, Nate from Money Pop Podcast, nine ninety nine a month. You will be making all your money back. Ask yep. Don Don. And more. And ask more. John. Ask anybody that does it. They're making money by becoming a member. You get giveaways, yep. jerseys. Uh, you got you got all of that stuff, guys. So mm-hmm. I'm missing out on all of it because I'm not a member yet. <laughs> yep. I, I will I will become a member this week though. Yep. Um. Of course, of course, Philly sports passion. 
we talk about what the people want to talk about. So if you guys want to talk flyers, we're talking flyers. If you want to talk about union, we'll talk union. Evan will be the head of that show. Shit, man. I, I can't I can't name one union player <laughs> right now. Uh, hang on, maybe I, Bedoya. Yeah, that's a captain. Yep. Yeah. Blake, the, you know Blake. Possibly the goalie. The goalie. No. Making goalie. No. Mm-mm. All right. That's all right. No, we're we're gonna be talking uh, Super Bowl in February when we win. <laughs> Ring number two. Oh God. <laughs> that is another thing, Matt. Another thing. Let's go jump back on the Phillies for a little bit longer. Uh, we will then discuss Sixers and my boy taking jump shots. Look, looking smooth. Looking smooth. Boys, we're running it back. We're running it back. And yep. I may not agree with it. It may be Dame or bust. I still don't know <laughs> if I want to give up everything for Dame for three years, only for him to go to Golden State in three years. We'll talk about it later on in the show. But it's a real possibility, probably 99% chance that we're going to be going into the season with the same starting lineup, Philadelphia 76ers. We'll talk about that later on. Yep. The Mets can't hit a fastball. We got to talk about that. The Mets cannot hit a fastball. Dude, Pete Alonzo, the dude looked like he was staring <laughs> on the whole time with those stupid glasses. I mean, that was that was huge, though, for sure. I mean, I, it's not a big deal that he was the, the home run derby hitter. Like, that's not always, like, doesn't really show the player you are. But just the fact that he was hitless and he was only on base one time that whole series – that shows a lot. That yeah. shows a lot from from. I know the the Mets are on a on a cold streak before they they started playing the Phillies, but we just called them at the right time. Yeah, uh, Benny good. brought up Benny brought up a good question because that's going to relate to what I got to build off of what you just said. Um, JT called a hell of a game, a hell of a series. Oh JT yeah, for sure. Because he knew exactly what those Met hit, Mets hitters are, and they're a bunch mm-hmm. of slop. Yeah, a bunch of fake. Fake hitters that suck. They're done. I'm going to say it. They only, those hitters only relied on Lavera or whatever his name is. Lavera. The only reason why they hit home runs on him is because he was throwing sliders that weren't breaking. The only, the only time the Mets really scored and hit home runs, if you look back at it, are mistakes. They were just not, they were mistakes of pitches. Yeah. There are mistakes of the pitchers that weren't – they had pitchers that weren't breaking. They couldn't hit Wheelers, 94, we, yeah, Wheelers, fucking Ians. They weren't hitting any of their 94-mile-per-hour fastballs. Like, they couldn't. They just couldn't. Yeah. He gave up two hits the whole game, one in the, one in the ninth and one in the first. Yeah. It's crazy. Benny, I <laughs> – I know we said forget everything about Nola. This is going to be his new slate tomorrow. But if Reese is healthy, Reese is playing uh, first base tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And if that happens, JT is catching. I don't care what Nola is comfortable with. His ERA is over 4.5. So obviously, Nat behind the plate, JT behind the plate, Evan Taylor behind the plate. I don't think it matters. You got bad knees, man. <laughs> But yeah, go on, <laughs> go on. I don't think it matters. No, nope. like no, you're when you when you're throwing an ERA of two point seven, keep your strikeout total up. You're pitching seven consistent innings a game. You're giving us quality start after quality start. And Andrew Nappy's your catcher. Then, then yeah, 
you start you you, you could put uh, Andrew Knapp behind the plate. You put uh, JT at first. If Reese is healthy, you put him in left field. Put Jankowski in center if Odubel and McCutcheon still aren't back, which probably isn't going to happen. Then yeah, you do that. But Aaron Nola has an ERA over four point five right now. Yeah, Aaron Nola has no say on who his catcher should be. Maybe the mm-hmm. switch up to JT would help him a little bit. Mm. Wait, what, did some wait? Oh yeah, Nap. I don't know. I don't know that JT is the best catcher in baseball. And why would you take the best? Pitch or the best catcher in baseball out of his position. I think that's just. I yeah. I don't know why that ever be a consideration for the Phillies. I really mm-hmm. hope it wouldn't. I mean, Ramuto's been playing a lot of games, and it's been a while since Snap has been behind the plate. So maybe one of the games, but well, guess what? You need his bat. JT has been playing a lot of games in a row, but he's been raking every single yeah. game. Yeah. The dude never wants to take a day off. Mm-hmm. There's no reason why JT shouldn't start behind the plate tomorrow. Nope. If if you have both Reese healthy, if you have Reese healthy, he's playing first base tomorrow. It's a huge series. This is also your moment tomorrow, dude. Mm-hmm. You need to step up. Nope. I know you smacked a home run. Uh, I, I think it was game two, though. So it wasn't against Scherzer. When they played the doubleheader against the Nationals, uh, yeah, it wasn't against Scherzer. But Reese, it, 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 I want you to step up if you're playing in the series. Mm-hmm. You, it, it just it needs to happen. Yeah, it needs to happen. So no, I don't think Benny. I don't think. Um, I don't think Nola has should have the say or the audacity to go to, to Joe and say, "I want Andrew Knapp catching for me tomorrow to open up a series." against the Dodgers team and you're opening up a series at Citizens Bank Park where it's the fourth game in a row where you're going to have near 40,000 fans going it going X Games mode there. Yeah. That's what it is. <laughs> We're going X Games mode. Yeah. Put it in reverse there. <laughs> but yeah. But yeah, man, I'm I'm excited to watch a series. I think it's been a long time coming for us Phillies fans. We haven't really – I mean, we've had these moments, but we've had moments in first place and still the, the fans weren't as packed in the stadiums as, as they were all this series. I mean, of course, having that uh, Roy Holiday tribute and all that, retiring his number, I think that, that made a big impact. But I just think just riding off that Phillies fans should be excited and, and, and go to the games. I mean, I hate I hate – Seeing home runs hit and and like to empty empty seats, you know, it yeah. just it just looks it just looks stupid. Yeah, and every single home run that we hit in that Mets series, Friday through Sunday, was just electric. Yeah, just absolutely electric. Yeah, and and, and even- it's funny because I went to when I went to the game on Friday, I um I went to go get ice cream or something like that. So I came back up just in time to see Bryce Harper's home run. Like I was walking up the stands. And I just hear like this whack. And I'm like, I just look back and next thing you know, it's it's in the bushes. Yeah. <laughs> and and don't you just love when Edwin Diaz points his hand points in the air like, it, yeah, like it's going to be a routine out. pop-up. That's Yet out. the dude just hit a 450-foot bomb off wow. of you, dude. Yeah. Like, come on. Like that sequence, that two-second sequence of Ed- Edwin Diaz pointing his, his, pointing his hand 
to the freaking mm-hmm. sky like this yep. after you yep. just let a bomb go yep. off at your disposable at your mm-hmm. disposal. Yeah, that's just the definition of being a Mets fan, dude. Yep. Like you're a loser. <laughs> Sorry, that's somebody had enough. to say it. No, it's rightfully so. And another thing is, going back to stadium being full and whatnot. Um, even when other teams hit a, a a home run, a solo shot, and they just hit it into the sea of red in left field, left center field, right field. Mm-hmm. Whenever that happens, and the crowd just goes silent, but you still see all those people. It's just a great feeling to see that. Yeah. You know, you know what I'm trying to say? Like, mm-hmm. it's not satisfying that they just hit a home run, but it's very satisfying just to get that back, you know? Yep. So. And I th- another thing I want to add to that, a lot of people don't like it, but I, I do like it. One, we can't fill up a stadium. We're playing someone like the Mets, the Yankees, uh, the Braves, the Red Sox. And their fans come down. I kind of like it. I'm not gonna lie. I kind of like having the competition within, like just rooting and booing. Like I, I like all that stuff. And like if we didn't have that, that like there wouldn't be really a sense of competition. Because yeah. other fan, if there's other fans, like usually the big crowd of Mets fans, that was, that they were at the last two games, they had the they had a big section all to themselves. Mm-hmm. I feel like that just made the made the game a lot more fun. Yeah, I mean, when I was at the game, we were all heckling the the Mets fans that were in our section. There was like a group of like ten of them. We were just heckling them the whole time, but um, it just makes the game more fun, you know. Yeah, Greg, what up, Greg? It was a great show yesterday on Greed to Disagree. They had a little hour and forty five minute show. Greg and Uncle Sweeps always put on a great great performance by them guys. Those guys. Greg says he disagrees to the poll. Dodgers are really good. Definitely be bummed, but I don't think I could be disappointed. Let's mm-hmm. take four out of six and let's go. So Greg's saying one and two against the Dodgers and then take the brooms back out uh, this coming weekend. I mean, I could rock with that, but I re- if Eflin comes back game three, maybe, mm-hmm. and you got Nola, Gibson, Eflin, Against uh, Scherzer, Price, Urias. I think Gibson takes takes on David Price. I think we beat up on David Price. Mm-hmm. I really, I really do. Um, so I feel like that should be a guaranteed win right there. Not guaranteed, but you should win that game. And if Nola is the ace that this organization has been selling to us year after year after year, mm-hmm. t- tomorrow's his time. Clean slate. Time for you to win a big game, bud. So that's two wins right there. And then it, whether it's Ranger Suarez on uh, Thursday or Zach Eflin's back on Thursday and he goes up, goes up against Julio Urias, who's to say we can't sweep him? Like, I'm not saying we will. There might mm-hmm. be a hiccup. Nola might throw a Nola game tomorrow and we start off 0-1 and, and then we come back and win two in a row like we did against Boston before the All-Star break. Mm-hmm. I think we go two out of three, maybe a sweep against the Dodgers. And then mm-hmm. when it comes to the Reds, another huge weekend. Probably going to be even more fans since it is the weekend mm-hmm. against the Reds. That's sweet, sweet. Take the brooms. Wow. And at the same time, we also do have to focus on the other um, teams in the in NL East because 
the Braves are playing the Reds this week, so we'll see. We'll see how that how that plays out. Oh, yeah. We're two game we're two games ahead of the Braves, so we have some breathing room, but we'll just we'll just see how how the how the Braves stack up against the the Reds. I mean, we're kind of a similar team. I think the Braves are, are they're getting lucky. Some of these games they are also losing losing bad games like against Washington. Mm-hmm. I mean, they lost Acuna. They lost some guys over free agency. So um yeah, we should beat the Braves. We should beat the Braves. Out for I, the first. Dude, it, it is going to be up to uh Braves Phillies and Elise. You do have one more series against the Braves. I believe it's the end of September. Let me check mm-hmm. on that real quick. You have one more series against the Braves end of September. And that is going to be a three-game set to end September. So September 28th, uh, September 29th, September 30th, you're in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. So that might be determining who wins this series, who wins this, this division. Now, you can put it out of hand if you stay hot. If you stay hot the rest of August and you take care of your easy schedule in September, we should put it out of reach. This mm-hmm. is why these next two series are crucial. Keep winning series. You're going to make it to the playoffs. You're going to win the NL East for the first time since 2011. Yep. Um, wow. It's really been that long. That's crazy. <laughs> Yeah. And then you go and look at you go and look at the the, the NFC East in in um in the NFL, and you just see that like there's there's been different champions each year. Yeah, there hasn't been a repeat champion since I think. Well, the the Braves have been winning. Yeah, the, the Braves have been winning. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, you also have Washington who won that year. Yeah, and you the. Mm-hmm. I, the Marlins have always been in last. I don't. I don't know any other time that they've maybe the what was it? Maybe two years ago that we well, the got Marlins, the Marlins made well in the extended playoffs thing last year. The Marlins didn't make the playoffs, and we are the longest. We have the longest drought of playoffs miss in the National League, and I think the only team in the American League that has a longer drought than us is Seattle. Mm-hmm. So it's time to step up. Time yep. to step up. 50 games left, says Matt. Yep. Uh, yeah, so for 30 and 20, dude, I want more 30 than 30 and 20. That means we're what? I'll go with, uh, I say, I say 35 and 15 or 40 and 10. I mean, that would, that would be nice. That would be very nice. If you're 40 and 10, then you're you get to. 90 wins, get 93 a, wins. You get to 99 wins if you if you win 40 now. Or 99 wins, sorry. 99 wins. I thought we were at 90. I, we're at 59 right now. A little bit, little bit of dyslexia in my head right now. I thought we were at 53 wins, but we're at 53 losses, 59 wins, right? Yeah. Yeah. So. Yep. But, I mean, we do I think have the, tar- the target. Schedule. The target should be 96 wins, yep. in my opinion. And we so said, I, I believe, what, what did we say at the beginning of the season? We thought, I said they're going to be a 95-win team. I think yeah. you were you were close around that. I was like ninety three, I think. Ninety three, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll I think, take anything over ninety wins. Yeah, I think the target is ninety three to ninety seven. That's mm-hmm. what you need to get to. Yeah. Um. 
Nope. And bottom line is they need to keep on winning series. But yeah, Philly sports passion. We need the Reds to beat the Braves. And then the Reds will be hot, especially if they do put a beat in on the Braves the series before us. And then you come to us if we're still red hot and we put an end to your streak. That'll tell you a lot. That'll tell you a lot about what this team is. For sure. Um, I don't think it's impossible, Matt. You you have a very, very easy schedule in September. Very easy schedule. Mm-hmm. And if you collapse, that'll just make it that much worse. But I don't think that's going to happen. There's no bad vibes yeah. tonight. No bad vibes tonight in the chat. And another thing we need to add to this whole thing is just remember that we do not I think it's I think it's August. For the rest of August, we do not play another division opponent at home. Yeah, so I, I read up on that. Yeah, so not, the rest of August is going to be. I'll get. I'll give you the the schedule for the rest of August. We'll we'll predict our records, and then we'll transition into another topic. So you got mm-hmm. Dodgers Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Let's say two and one. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. All right. Uh, dude, I think this weekend's just gonna be lit against it the Reds. It has to be against the Reds. Both teams are on fire. I think two for one. I, I don't think about. I don't think a sweep. But I'm saying sweep. Take the brooms out. I'm saying sweep. So you what? said sweep again. You said sweep against what? Who was it? The Nationals. Yeah. I, I said undefeated. I said undefeated in August. That is what I said. <laughs> now, now, if I was trolling, I, you guys decide whether I was trolling when I meant that. <laughs> All right. So I got them five and one right now. You got them four and two. Four and two. Yep. So that'll that red series will end on Sunday. You have off Monday, and then you go out west for two series. You go out west, and you have a three-game set. Against Arizona, who is just putrid. Yep, that's sweep. I think we sweep. I think they'll take one from us, dude. Oh, I hope not. I hope not. I think I think they'll take one just because you're going out west. Uh, you know all the excuses that these guys bring up. Do they? They have the worst record in the MLB, don't they? Uh, let me check real quick. I'm pretty sure they do, or they're one of the worst ranked. Uh, I looked at the power rankings. They do indeed have the worst record in baseball. Yeah. So I'm going to say Arizona will take one from us. I think we're going to take them lightly in uh, game one. You're going you're gonna to come off that all that adrenaline coming off a 5-1 and one, uh, record in the last two series and impressive mm-hmm. series wins. You're going to lose game one, and then you're going to come back and win game two and three. So game one would be Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And then after Thursday's game in Arizona, you travel to San Diego for a weekend series against the Padres. So you got Friday, August 20th, Saturday, and Sunday against the Padres. I think I think they I think the Phillies win one. I think the Phillies win one. On the Saturday. So I got them at five and one. I got them at seven. We have the same record after. We have the same record going into the Padres. All right, so seven and two. 
Seven and two after that Diamondback series, and then come Padres. I don't want to be a homer. I really don't. I think the rest of August is going to be determined on what you do in this Dodger series. Mm-hmm. Our pitching rotation is going to be a lot better in that San Diego Padres series. Yep. So remember that. A lot more options. Our bat's going to be on fire. Bryce is going to be out west again. He's from Vegas. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. I'm gonna say I'm I'm gonna say two and one. I I think this team is just gonna be red hot in August, dude. So mm-hmm. I got I got nine and three. Nine and three after that Padres series. Mm-hmm. All right, and then you come back home. Wow, quick turnaround. Oh, never mind. You get the day. You get the day off Monday after the Sunday series. Come back home. Two games set against the Tampa Bay Rays. You're gonna split oh. that. You're going to split that. I think you lose the first one and then you win the second one. All right. So I got 10 and four. You got nine and five. Nine and five. Yep. Okay. And then you got a four game set against the Arizona Diamondback. Take the brooms out on that one. Yeah. At home, 14 14 and four. Mm -hmm. And then you got two games against the Nationals at Washington to end August. And then you have the last game in that series on September 1st. I'd say two and one. I think we sweep. I, I want to sweep. sweep, man. I think, sweep. We, I think we go on a, another one of those hot streaks. I think right. we'll be having a five-game winning streak, I think. So we're both at around – we're both at around 17 and five. 17 and five. After August – after uh, September 1st. Yep. All right, then you get the day off and you travel down to Miami, who we've been taking care of this year. Yep. I, I think that's going to be a two and one. Yeah. I think we're going to win two. They're going to win one. Yep. And then this is going to be an interesting series as well. You got the Brewers versus the Phillies at Brewers. Three game series. I think this one's going to be similar to the Padres. We did, we did sweep them in the beginning of the season, but. They've gotten a little better, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, completely right. That's funny because he's completely right. You know, we we need to have some hope. Can't the, can we just, only, can we just dream? Can we just dream, Benny? I you're right, but the only difference between the Sixers and the Phillies is everybody comes up and gives their absolute best on the Phillies. Mm-hmm. We had we had a clown. We had a circus. We had a freak show on the Sixers. We were playing four-on-five mm-hmm. basketball for seven games. Mm-hmm. Everybody's going to show up. I, I feel like the sport's a lot different. And, Benny, I can't say that I don't disagree on that because, yeah, we were very confident in that Hawks series. Even when we were down 3-1, we were confident. What, what were we? 3-2? and two? <sighs> Ben's a scene song. But what were you saying, Jim? I'm just saying... I just feel a different vibe with this team because I think deep down when this city was split between Ben Simmons, haters, Ben Simmons, realists, Ben Simmons, apologists, Ben Simmons, legal team. There was a true reason to feel that confident about that team because they were the one seed. Mm-hmm. This team is just in a way, this team's playing with house money, the Phillies. Yeah. yeah. Now I know that, 
that's kind of an oxymoron because we got most of our players in free agency or trades. But um, Nitro Freak, I totally disagree with what you just said. We'll get to that in a second. That is just awful. That's an awful take. That's an awful take. You just you just made me lose my train of thought. <laughs> the only reason I despise Philly fans is for the fact that the fans only care when they win. That's just like saying the the same thing about the Eagles. Like, yeah. baseball is a sport oh. that can sometimes take five hours long, and they've given us complete dog shit for nine years. You think people are gonna go down to the ballpark, spend twenty five dollars for parking, spend twelve dollars for a hot dog, spend eight dollars on a soda, spend thirteen dollars on a beer? And you're blaming fans oh, for being oh. fair weather when it comes to the Phillies. I bet yeah. you you're a Danny Green fan. <laughs> I, I really, I really think you are. And Eagles games aren't always sold out. They aren't because when they're bad, they don't show up. It, it's literally an equation. We're mm-hmm. still gonna watch, yep. right? Just and, 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 and you really look at it like this. A lot of people would rather watch watch football than baseball. I, I know I'm one of those people. I used to think baseball I, I played baseball and I thought baseball was one of the most fun sports to watch. Only when you're watching it. Like the only reason why these Eagles games were all filled up is because after that Super Bowl year, you're always gonna have the stadium filled like that. The Phillies, you haven't made the, the playoffs in eleven years. And it's the same game almost every every week and they're not good. Like nobody if you really look at if you really look at bad teams in the NFL like the Bengals, they can't ever sell at a crowd. I know that's a, that's a whole different thing, but you, you really yeah. can't compare that with the, the Eagles and the Phillies. And you baseball really is such a different sport. Like like you said, yep. football is America's sport. Yep. Baseball is dying. It might be America's pastime. It's pastime. But it, that's why they but call it's it the, the same. It's the same in every baseball. It's the same in every town in baseball. Yep. If you're good, you, your stadium's going to get sold out. If you're bad, your seats are going to be half filled. And we've yeah. been bad, horrible. And we still have the top ten. Like if you're looking at the MLB, MLBs has been tanking in, in terms of of because viewership no on TV, yeah. of ticket sales. Because MLB is so like worth- it's been tanking. Nobody wants to yeah. no really nobody wants to watch a bad team play for four hours and yeah. pay over two hundred dollars and it, it's not. I'd rather pay. I'd rather pay money to go watch a Sixers game and go mm-hmm. watch Sixers like ruin my night or something like that. But and those same Philly fans, Phillies baseball Phillies fans are the same fans that were basically selling not selling out but still going to Sixers games where they told us to our faces that we were purposely losing for how many years. And we would still still get up in those attendance records at the Wells Fargo Center. The same fans. Yep. So that's just an awful take, dude. I love you, Nitro Freak. You contribute to a lot of shows on A2D, but that's just an awful take, dude. (laughs) Terrible. I don't even know why I'm wasting my breath on that. (laughs) And... It's a different type of confidence. That's what I was trying to say. Because yeah. we were the one seed in with the Sixers. 
So we had those expectations. It, it was only right for us to be that confident in that basketball team because we had the MVP of the league. We had two all defensive NBA players. We had shooters. We had we had a few very solid role players. And we had Tobias Harris, who's supposed to score the basketball. And they just let us down. What were we really expecting from this Philly team? Now, I know a lot of us were saying we'll get to 90 wins, we'll get to 90 wins. But it was kind of like that for four years now, since Gabe Kapler era. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, we weren't good enough. And deep down, we all knew that. But yeah. this is the first time that they're actually showing us something to start in August since Red October start, since the last Red October. Because every single Red October from 2006, 2007, I know they didn't win it in 2006, but they were close. Mm-hmm. Uh, 2007 when they won the NL East, 2008 NL East winners, all the way to 2011. August was the time where they caught fire. And this is the first time that they've caught fire in August since 2011. That's why I just disagree with the statement a little bit, Benny. And I love you, but I disagree with that. Yep. Um, uh, we'll get to the uh, Sixers in a little bit. Uh, Jay Love, we haven't seen you in a little bit. Welcome back again, Jay Love. It's crazy because over the years, the Eagles, Sixers, and Flyers are at least competitive and make the playoffs. Phillies go 15 to 20 years without being even, without being even average and making the post. It's, it's exactly right. 93, you make the World Series, and you aren't relevant again until 2006. That's 13 years. 2011, last time you're relevant, it's been 10 years. Like They go decades upon decades of being irrelevant. And Nitro Freak's over here saying that we only show up when they're relevant. It's a four-hour game of watching somebody throw a ball into a mitt. Now, when the team's good, I love the sport of baseball. I love the sport mm-hmm. of baseball my whole life. I played until eighth grade. Mm-hmm. And then America was introducing us into other sports, and baseball was starting to die. Yep. Because everybody wanted that instant action, whereas football gives you <clears throat> each play, basketball. Yeah. In my case, I was a weirdo and started playing rugby. (laughs) Yeah, yep, for sure. But yeah, Uh, here we go. He he was the MVP. He was the most valuable player in the basketball league this year. He was. Phillies are the Browns of the MLB. 80% of their history has ended in losing seasons. They're the worst franchise in Philly. Yes, the history out of all the teams, the Philadelphia Phillies are losers. They are. Mm -hmm. But when they become hot and they show us good baseball and they show a sports town who is crazy about them what good baseball is, then it's like no other. Mm-hmm. Like Nitro Freak. You got you, you can't come over here and tell us that the fans only show up when they're relevant and it, you're kind of uh, going out saying that we're fair weather without saying it. It's kind mm-hmm. of like passive-aggressive. But then mm-hmm. you see how we react when Ian Kennedy throws a 93-mile-per-hour fastball to end a Game 2 series in August against a division opponent in the New York Mets. Can't yep. do it. No. But Nitro, you don't have to show up and spend have a $100 day if you have three kids, four kids, buying them sodas, hot dogs, et cetera, et cetera, which we still did. So yep. I had the stadium was still full. You could people are watching it on TV. 
Now, I haven't watched every single Phillies game since 2011, but I've definitely watched the majority of them. Evan has watched the majority of them. Mm-hmm. Most of the people in this town have watched the majority of them. Now, they might not be intently watching them, but they are watching them. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't really think that we're not – I don't think we're Fairweather fans. I mean, even if we are, it, it's it's just rightfully so because why would you want to watch a team that just completely sucks? There, there's fans out there that are, that are willing to watch no matter what, but I mean – we we have stuff to do. If you really look at it, like this isn't this isn't a a, a red collar area. This is a blue collar. Everyone's working. Like if, you, if you're not going to waste your time on a team that, that that's like that. I mean, yeah, the the fans are, are still going to be there no matter what at, at some points. But we're not we're not going to go to the games. We'll watch it on TV sometimes. We'll watch the highlights. We'll still yeah. be fans. We'll still wrap the merch. We'll. We'll do all that, but I just don't think – I don't think that's really a comparison. I mean, because that's like that with any other team. The Sixers didn't have the attendance they do now. Just, is it because they're they're fair-weathered fans? I think it's just how sports goes. If your team isn't good, no one's going to watch you. That's not entertaining. Yeah. So I, I don't know what where, where we're trying to get at. Yeah. Because I know if the, Eagle, if the Eagles go 0-16 this year, 0-17 – I don't think they'll they'll have sold out crowds the next year after that, you know. Yeah, like and uh, Jayla brought it up: Chicago, Boston, New York, Philadelphia. Those are probably the top four sports cities when it comes to loyal fans, best fans. And I know New York has all the titles because of uh, because of the Yankees. Yep. Uh, Giants won a couple, but. Boston has been a town where they're constantly winning. Yep. Chicago, Chicago on the other hand, Chicago and Philly are kind of similar because the Cubs won. Bears haven't won since 85. I don't know anything about the White Sox, but Blackhawks were hot for a while. Mm-hmm. You got um, the Bulls in the 90s. Like those three cities, they've consistently won over the past 45 years at some point. Mm-hmm. Philadelphia, we've inched there in the 80s, inched there in maybe 2008, 2010 when every team was relevant. Mm-hmm. But we have five titles in 40 years. Mm-hmm. You got Flyers, 74, 75. You got Sixers, 83. You got Phillies, 08. Eagles, 17. Yeah. Like we could count how many titles we have on one hand. Mm-hmm. And we're still a fan base that consistently has the highest attendance. Yeah. So that's, everything that's that you're saying, Metro, that's why we do this show at the end of the day, too. Exactly. Because, like, what the hell else? Like, how many local? Will, how many local podcasts? How many local podcasts are on Philly? How? What are the ratings for the dial in Philly? It, it's like no other. It's like no other compared to any other sports town. We yeah. have the most private podcasts. We have the best ratings on our dial. Mm-hmm. We have consistently the highest attendance in each sport. Yep. So everything you're saying is wrong, Nitro. The tickets can be $7. All, all, you can keep saying that, but we're not going to sell out a baseball stadium of 47,000 people when the team is winning 50 games, when the team is winning 70 games, when the team is winning 80 games consistently. You're consistently mediocre. Mm-hmm. 
You're not going to be selling out Citizens Bank Park like that. You know how you do sell out Citizens Bank Park? When you show us the love back. Because no matter what, we're going to show you love. But it doesn't mean we have to come to every single fucking game. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah, Howie. Troll of A2D. Yeah, we do. We just said it. I don't know if you just heard it, but we just said it. Our team sucks. Okay? Yeah, but guess what? Suck. We're going to show up, and we're better than any fan base that you support, Howie. <laughs> <laughs> He's laughing. He's laughing. All right. Um, let's transition to Sixers. Danny Green's that guy. Who the fuck is that guy? <laughs> is that guy? <laughs> how how we, we how we we love you. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. I mean, we have a lot of fans in England. We have a lot of fans in Australia. It's sad. But at the end of the day, that just means our titles feel that much better than everybody else's titles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and if you were, and, and if you look at a lot of people want to talk how bad fans are, or like how how bad our fans are, and like how rough we are. But if you really look at soccer teams overseas, like I I, I took a soccer class, history class, and there's teams in Israel, there's teams all around in Europe, yeah. and these teams in South America. All these teams, their their fans are crazier than you'd ever believe. They'll go out, kill people, like you know, you know. I'm at like their fans are nuts. Their fans yeah. are nuts, and I know like it's a lot more civilized here than than some other places, and they they get away with a lot more, maybe down in South America and all that. But that it's crazy everywhere. It's not just us. There we go, Howie. That that's one thing that I could agree with you with. I was about to roast you for saying you're a Cowboys fan, but at least you know your ass as well. It's fine. It's okay. And pending a Jalen Hurts MVP season, we're winning the division. <laughs> yeah, Chicago, twelve titles in forty years. Uh, Boston, a few years ago, each team oh. won in the same year. Yeah. Yeah, New York, you got the 27 rings, as they always remind us of, the Yankees. Uh, and then you got the Giants, two Super Bowls. So those are the four main sports cities with the pe- most passionate fans. Uh, my question for you guys is, which two Philly teams win next? I see us winning a title within the next three years. I know you all think that's ridiculous, but we tend to win out of the blue when no one expects it. Uh, you want to go, go first? You could go first. I got to. Get my thoughts together. All right. Two Philly teams win next. I do think the Sixers, they have to. They have to. They have to. Joe's going to be 31. Scratch that. Scratch that. I think the Union win two years in a row. That's all. No, I'm playing. I'm just playing. Oh. (laughs) I'm just playing. But I I think the Sixers, that would be the most thought about. I think that I think a lot of people agree with that. <laughs> Everyone's Villanova Union, yeah, but um, I, I think out of the four major They're Delco, they don't count. Yeah, the four the four major. I say I say the Sixers, pending a trade of Ben Simmons, and dude, they're keeping them. And the they're Flyers. running it back. They're running it back, dude. I don't even want to talk about this guy. Ben Simmons will be on this team. 
come the first round of the playoffs next year. Book it. I'm not saying I agree with it. Mm-hmm. I, I I hate the face right now. <clears throat> I do. But we're not trading him for slop. Daryl mm-hmm. Morey's not going to get robbed. Yep. Like, I, I honestly, I don't really see any of the teams winning right now. I think I give better chance of Temple football winning uh, winning it all or Drexel or LaSalle winning the March Madness tournament than I give any any other teams right now. But uh, – <laughs> But yeah, I, I do think I do think it's it's the uh, the Flyers and, and uh, the Sixers. Okay. Now, I'm going to base this solely off of what I said in the beginning of this episode. It's really now or never when it comes to the Bryce era, Bryce Harper era of Philadelphia Phillies baseball. Mm-hmm. You went out, you picked up a AL Cy Young candidate at the trade deadline in Kyle Gibson. He's an all star. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I got to mute the chat real quick so I don't lose my train of thought. <laughs> it's gonna, it's gonna be the Phillies. I think the Phillies mm-hmm. are going wow. to do something Phillies. magical. They're gonna do something magical this year. And if wow. they don't do it this year, they're gonna build momentum for next year. They're gonna sign. They're gonna sign a pitcher. They're gonna sign a Chris Bryant. They might sign a Javi Baez. Stupid money. They're going to go stupid money. They're going to go into luxury tax, especially especially if you make it to the NLCS this year. I think the Phillies win a ring within the next two years, and this year counts as one of them. So I'm going to say the Phillies, and I'm going to say the Flyers. The Flyers are building a pretty damn good contender right now. Mm -hmm. And if Carter Hart... Just got a three-year deal. You kind of got it for a bargain. If yeah. he does what he did his rookie year, it shows you that he is the real deal. Mm-hmm. I think that team yeah, has I, what I, it takes. I, 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 I think it was a great, a great thing signing him to that deal right now, considering he's his stock is the lowest. Probably it will be just because of how like shaky of a year he had last year. Um. Which which wasn't really his fault at all, more just the the defense that was just complete dog shit. Yeah. Um. But I th- it's all revamped now, and, and there's really no excuse for Carter right now. Yeah. Um. Harper and Beast move, but you could pitch around him come playoffs. That's an interesting question because I know you asked me to give give you my lineup for this team. I'm gonna switch that. I think Harper should bat second. Real Muto should bat third. Because if you're pitching around Harper come playoff time and you bring up Real Muto right after him, that's going to be pick your poison. Because mm-hmm. if Muto stays hot, I don't know. So yep. that's a good point, Jimmy J. That's why you got to put Harper in the two hole now. And you usually put your best hitter in the two hole, right? Mm-hmm. That, that's how baseball is working now. It's not three hole well, anymore. I mean, it's two hole. I mean, you always got your power hitter in four, usually. But power, but, yeah. Yeah. But McCutcheon's staying in the four hole. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be opposed. I do not want to see. I'm not sure who they. It was it Gene Segura they they've been starting off with, right? Yeah. Now I if you put Herrera. Or something like that. Some of you starting off that that should have been starting off first. I think it was Herrera, but um, I I think it should be Segura, Harper, Romuto, 
Kutch, Hoskins, DD. And what was that? One more? You got boom. You got third base. And, and then I go center. boom last. Well, then, and then center field. So a double. A double, yeah. It's going to be interesting. And yeah, there's a, there's a lot of a lot of Philly stuff in here. There's a weird feeling in the air when it comes to the Phillies, right? Saying I don't think you put you put him in the cleanup. I really don't. He needs to be guaranteed to get it in at bat in the first inning. Mm-hmm. Now another interesting thing that you can do is you have Segura protecting Harper, so you do Segura after Harper, Third? maybe. So who who would you go Ramuto one? That's the thing. I don't know. I don't know if Ramuda's a leadoff hitter. And that's another question. Do you put Harper in the leadoff since you get on base? His on base percentage is damn near 430 right now. Yeah. Bat Harper one, Segura two, Ramuto three, McCutcheon four. Well I would you put McCutcheon first? Would you? No. No. No? McCutcheon's not a I mean, leadoff he, hitter. Anymore. He was that guy the last two years. He's he, he's not that guy, pal. He's not that guy. He's not that guy. Would you go DD first? Nah. Fuck no. No. I'm, I'm putting Hoskins last. first. Hoskins first. Do you remember when Gabe Kapler was batting Reese Hoskins first? That was disgusting. And now he has the best record in baseball. Yeah. It's just unbelievable to think about. That's pain right there. All right. We got about 35, 40 minutes or so left. Let's go heavy Sixers talk. A lot of Sixers chat right now. Yep. Bench got a lot better. Georgie's Niang. Legitimate stretch four because Mike Scott ain't got it no more. Nope. He ain't got it. Um, he ain't got the facilities for that. Tyrese Maxey's going to be a huge bench piece. Matisse Stiebel's going to be a huge bench piece. Look, the idea of running it back is not that bad. You were the one seed this year. You were the one seed for a reason. Ben Simmons is a great regular season basketball player. Joel Embiid's going to be an MVP candidate again. Tobias Harris is going to give you his in the regular season with Doc Rivers being the head coach. Georges Niang is going to be a great, great six-man, maybe. Seven-eight man. Stretch four, corner, corner three. Danny Green and Seth are back. They're going to have monster years with Ben Simmons again. The idea of running it back is not too bad. It's going to be if Ben Simmons turns into all-star Ben, are we going to trade him at the deadline? That's really it. Yeah. Now, I know people are saying that if he comes back, you put Ben at four, you put Tobias at three, and then maybe put Seth on the bench, Danny Green will be your two, and Tyrese Maxey start at point guard. I just don't think the spacing's there. I really don't. I think you need two shooters if you're going to be starting Ben Simmons – Tobias Harris and Joel Embiid. Mm-hmm. You do have Ferk back? I think that's a pretty big, pretty big thing. Oh, Jesus Christ. Isaiah Joe is is probably. I just, I just I just said all that momentum for the Sixers, and then you say Furkan Korkmaz is back. That's big. You forgot to add him. He's back. He's a good regular season. He's a decent regular season bench player. But I yeah, yeah five years of annual tradition of Ben Ben hitting threes at the gym. It's been what two, three years ago since he went out with that viral video of him shooting threes at the gym, and the next year he didn't do shit in the playoffs. Oh no, no, was that the year that they got Kawhi bounced? 
that summer before they got Kawhi bounced. Yeah. When he was, was shooting in the gym. Where Ben didn't have a terrible he didn't have a terrible <laughs> playoff run, but it wasn't that good. Yeah, Nitro, he 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 reeks. He he's I just feel like he's a bad person, to be completely yeah. I, I I just I think the the uh the fame got to him. He accomplished everything he set out to to do. He wanted he to make Hollywood. it to the NBA. He went he wanted, Yeah, he wanted to get the hundred million dollar contract. He wanted to get rookie of the year. He wanted to get defensive the pl- defensive player of the year, even though he didn't get it, which I'm happy he didn't get it anymore. Yep. <sighs> I don't know. He's a, he's a spoiled brat. He's a spoiled brat. And I, and like everybody who hasn't watched it, I think there was someone on HBO or something like that about Ben Simmons. Some of you probably wouldn't waste your damn time on it. And I really wouldn't. But like this guy was coddled. This guy was definitely coddled. He probably got his bed made by his mom when he was at basketball practice as a young kid. Like he was he just got everything handed to him. He really did. If you go if you go and watch, he was at LSU and he didn't do his homework. He wouldn't show up for practice. like he did show up for practice, but they kicked, they had to kick him out because he wasn't showing up for class. But he, he's just he's so entitled. And it's just he it's it's annoying. It's annoying, and it's not something we need in Philly. He's just too much. He he is. He fits perfectly in the in the LA vibe. Yeah, big pussy, dude. <laughs> the only the only thing I dis and I totally hear everybody saying he won't be back. He's gonna force his way out of town. The only thing I disagree with is he has no leverage. And his trade value isn't as high as we think it is. It's not. And, and when it, I, I don't know what the hell Daryl Morey is thinking. He was saying, oh, we want we want a young player for first round. But what the fuck is that? Daryl, you got I know you're trying to get the best for the team, but you can't be stupid with it. And with Ben Simmons not saying he doesn't he doesn't want to go to the Raptors, he doesn't want to go to Portland. Someone needs to take this guy's social media away because by him saying that these teams are not going to invest in him. I know that sounds stupid, but they're, if they, if like he already, it doesn't look like he wants to play for the Sixers anymore. Bearing if that, oh, yeah, news obviously, is, he's not talking to us. Yeah, bearing if that news is true, he doesn't want to be a Sixer. I feel like he's never wanted to be a Sixer. Hmm. I feel like he, he's always wanted to be a Laker or playing, playing. Well, yeah, it uh, was, it was Ben Simmons to Philly and then Brandon Ingram to LA. Yeah. He, he wanted, but he also wanted to be the first pick, so yeah, he his, has a he has a big ego. Re- like his ego is just insane. Yeah, and, and, yeah. and the fact that he couldn't text back the player that saved his ass all year in Joel Embiid, that's 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 not good. Yeah, and Jay, I am starting to believe this more and more, and I apologize because Jay, I think you and I got into it, and I think that's the. Reason why we haven't seen you in a little bit, and we appreciate you for being back. But I truly, I think it was you and I that were getting into it one night in February about Ben Simmons, and we had an argument. And I apologize truly because I was wrong. I was wrong about the kid. He's a spoiled little brat, and he wants to play in LA. If he was playing in LA right now, or if he was drafted by LA, he would be taking those three point jumpers in LA. Yeah. I full heartedly believe that right now. Okay. Yep. It's just it's just hard to believe, dude, that somebody can be that selfish. 
Mm -hmm. And we haven't seen anything like this in Philly for a while. If you if you really think about it, we haven't seen it in a while. As like as much as Ben Simmons is he's a first round pick. He was supposed to be generational player and like a once in a lifetime player compared to LeBron. Like there's there's really no other player of his hype that that's that's been like this, you know? So it's kind of new to us. Yeah. Especially if you're trying to pull that shit in Philly. Like this guy's going to get the shit beat out of him if he if he goes into a bar in Philly, I think he might get the shit beat out of him. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, he he would. <laughs> if he was just in plain clothes, no security guards, he he would have he would have issues. He would have issues. Yeah. And I don't even think it's the Kardashian curse, dude. I think he is a Kardashian. He has Kardashian he blood inside of him. Dude, he is. <laughs> That's funny, Martian. Uh, I just don't get why he can't be more like Devin Booker. Like Devin Booker is is he's. He doesn't have the Kardashian curse. He, he doesn't, and, and he's he, like they, he. They have similar attitudes, but Devin Booker is just a lot more confident in himself and doesn't really care. Like Ben doesn't care about what other people think, but he doesn't do anything to prove his worth. Yeah. Whereas Devin Booker, he he doesn't really care about what other people think, but he'll he'll do better, and people won't hate on him like they'll hate on Ben. Yeah. He actually gets better each year, and not worse. Like I told you. Yeah, um, yeah, he he's all LA. John, I see. I think we're so passionate of a fan base, and we will ride with you if you're giving your all, mm-hmm. and we will boo you if you if you suck. Yeah, and if it gets to the point where he's gonna force his way out of Philly, I think Daryl Morey's not gonna trade him. Yeah, he just won't play him. Uh, it's gonna be a it's gonna be It'll a very fine. similar situation to the AD situation. It'll be AD situation. Well, the AD fiasco, all that bullshit that happened with him, the Pelicans, the Kawhi situation, the Kawhi situation. Like, but the, but the difference with that is Kawhi got traded to Toronto and won a ring on his last year of his contract, and then he went to where he wanted to go. So at mm-hmm. the end of the day, Kawhi wanted to play basketball. Kawhi wanted to win a championship. He just knew his time was done in San Antonio. The same thing with Anthony Davis. As much as I don't like Anthony Davis as a basketball player, he could play basketball. He's a good basketball player, and he wants to win. Mm -hmm. That's why he forced his way out of New Orleans, or, yeah, New Orleans, went to L.A. and won a championship. He's a basketball Mm -hmm. player. Mm -hmm. Those guys had trade value. Those guys were top 10 players in the NBA. Mm Mm-hmm. What are you, Ben Simmons? You have no trade value. You got nope. people. You got two people saying that they want to do a Tyrese Halliburton trade package for you, dude. That should say something about you. Yeah. It really should. Nope. So if it gets to the point where they can't play him because he doesn't want to play, they'll just find his ass. They'll keep finding him and keep finding him. Mm-hmm. And so maybe he gets on the court and starts playing for all-star Ben so he makes the all-star team. Mm-hmm. And then you can trade him at the trade deadline. I just don't yeah. think you're going to get what you think you should get. And the fact that you can, you, you, a lot of people are willing to trade Tyrese Maxey, Matisse Thibel, Ben Simmons, and first round picks that won't matter for Damian Lillard. 
Damian Lillard is going to be a three-year rental. Mm -hmm. Because I think Damian Lillard wants to go back to Oakland, where he's from, and play at Golden State. So are we guaranteed a ring in three years? I think that's after he – if he was to leave right after, I don't know. I think think Embiid would be out with him. I think Embiid would 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 want to be out with them because that's that's gonna be the best roster you're gonna have. Yeah, it's true. Wow, Marshawn Lynch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he doesn't have heart and doesn't love basketball. He doesn't have work ethic because he's spoiled and not used to being he- held accountable and had things given to him his whole life. He plays for the check. Yeah, he's he's been gifted. Athletically, yep. and he doesn't work at it, nope. which just sucks. It absolutely untapped sucks. potential, untapped. Marson with the dagger. Andrew Bottom did more for us than Ben Simmons ever did. So Nitro, you're thinking if we get Dame for the last three years of his contract, we're winning two titles. I don't know. Depends on Joel Embiid's health. Mm. Depends on what the rest of the East does. It's going to be tough. It is. It's going to be tough. It is. I think Ben Simmons is going to be on this roster opening day, and I think it's a 95% chance. I don't think you, I don't think you, I don't think you just rebuild your bench, re sign all your starters not do anything with Tobias Harris just to trade Ben. Mm-hmm. That's all I got. That That's what I think about it. I think there's a 95% chance that he is back. If yeah. he plays, I, that's I, another story. I, I really think that all these videos, complete bullshit. I think we've seen this before. Uh, I think we, we'll still have him back this year. I, I still feel like the fans, we'll still have those fans that will cheer for him and all that. Yeah. Oh yeah! Oh God, yeah. The moment he puts up a twenty ten and ten triple doubles, you know I'm going back on the Ben Simmons train. Yeah, I know and it's the wrong thing to do that, now. He's gonna post that "love me, love me not" bullshit, <laughs> and then I'm gonna hate him even more, and I'm just gonna hate being on the podcast because you're gonna start saying some bullshit and saying I'm gonna start oh, going at no, Jalen again. You trade him. Then he's I'm gonna shoot again in the playoffs, and I'm I gonna can't help myself. Him, I told you so. Yeah. It's probably what's going to happen. I hope not. I hope, ben Simmons, I hope Ben Simmons becomes very successful with the Sixers. I hope. Okay. I hope he does. I don't want him to fail. I don't want to. Like I know he's a shitty person, shitty attitude. But if he gets better, and the team's doing good, and we win a chip with him, like I don't know, Mac. I, he might. He might. A possibility. The yips. That's what it's going to be. He's going to be diagnosed with the yips. Yeah, he, he's working out with Rondo shooting. Yeah. What is it? What is it? He's going to practice his like. The worst possible guy you could work out. Yeah. Three point shot. He's teaching, like him, how, he's teaching him how to uh, pass right to your uh, your small forward that's standing right two feet from the. How to pass right into the rim. He's teaching him. I think the moment of the game when it was changed was when we gave, when we traded one point for two. 
Joel yeah. Embiid with the ultimate dagger. That yeah. was so passive aggressive. But that was in the heat of the moment. And he was completely right for saying that. Yeah. He said, <laughs> it kind of reminded me of like the like LeBron J.R. Smith situation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was bad. That was bad, dude. What is this guy doing? Although I'm taking J.R. Smith on this team over Ben Simmons any day of the week. And his personality is the opposite of Philly. It is. And I and I apologize. I apologize to everybody that I battled tooth and nail with this guy. Even you, Evan, I apologize. <laughs> yes. But the the only thing is, I'm not trading him for slop. Yeah, he can force his way out all he wants. I'm not trading him for slop. I agree. But I mean, if he if he intends and says that he doesn't want to play for this team, like Portland, he said he didn't want to play for Portland. Would he get yeah. better for a team like that? Like, would he would he show really what all he has? Like, what's going to be different than being here in Philly if he I, went to Portland? I don't really see any, any difference. But the if only he goes to LA, is harder competition out west. Yeah, it's the only difference. I mean, you could, you'll play LA more times. You'll be in California more times. You'll be close to whoever the fuck you're dating, whoever it is that that you're dating. I, like, we after that, like, I'll be so. Then I can't wait till he returns to Philly when we play him. I want to see what the crowd's like. I want to see what Joel Embiid is like. That that's gonna be an exciting day. When yeah. when he gets traded and he comes back to Philly to play us, I bet he's gonna pull Kyrie Irving. Dude, make an injury. Oh, he Something he like will that. never he will never play in this stadium. No. Uh, on another, he will never. He doesn't play against Devin Booker now. Yeah, because the dude stole his girl. Yep, Jordan Clarkson. Completely torched him. gave his gave his girlfriend a. He went, he went like that during the game tour. That was funny as hell. Look, the and it'll be like uh, Ben Simmons is a late scratch every single time he comes back to Philadelphia. Yep. 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 Unless he stays and has a great year, and he ends up. Mm-hmm. Unless he ends up. Um, having just a bounce back year and he starts shooting the lights out of the gym mm-hmm. and carries into the postseason. Cause if yep. he's averaging, if he's averaging 25, 10 and 10, you're not trading him, Right? No, no. Yeah. Are you happy about the Danny green signing? I think we talked a little bit about it. Look, are you happy with it? From a personal standpoint, I don't like Danny green. I don't like him as a person. I don't like what he said about our fans. Yep. But at the end of the day, after thinking about it, if if you had Danny Green that whole Hawk series, you win. Yeah, you do. And you could do it. Uh, you could do if what's ands buts what should have what could have all all you want. It's it's true. If we have Danny Green, we win. And you could say they didn't have DeAndre Hunter. You could say they didn't have Cam Reddish. We still win if all three of those guys are playing. Yep. Because if DeAndre Hunter, Cam Reddish are playing, that means Bogdanovich and Gallinari a twenty point game. Yeah, that like you could only have five basketball players on the court at one time. Mm-hmm. And with every other team in the league besides the Sixers, the rotation shrinks. So that mm-hmm. means either Bogdanovich is losing minutes. That means Herder's losing minutes. That means Gallinari is losing minutes. Like you can, only, you can only play five players on the court at one time. Mm-hmm. So that's irrelevant. So I don't know. It, it is what it is. I'm sick of talking about that fucking Hawk series. Yeah. 
we got the Phillies to hype us up now to help us get yeah. through that pain. Um, yeah, Marky, I think he. I'd much rather. It's a hot take, but I. I don't want to say it like that. I don't want to trade our whole future for three years of Damian Lillard. Mm-hmm. Like I would love Damian Lillard on this team, but if you're not guaranteeing me a ring, I'm not trading the future. Yep. Yep. I'd much rather have Beal at the trade deadline. I don't know who said it earlier. Somebody said it. Somebody said the most realistic possibility is uh, getting Beal at the trade deadline for Ben. Because if the Wizards suck, then Beal will probably want to want out. Mm-hmm. And if you get Beal for Ben, I would do that. Yep. I'm not giving you Maxi. I'm not giving you Matisse, though. Mm-hmm. And, and especially, it might, same, it might be the gym. Might be the same situation with the with the Blazers. I mean, it's gonna be. I think they will be better the next or than they were last year, just because CJ McCollum is gonna be fully healthy and back. Uh, Yusuf Nurkic is gonna be back. But um, if they, if they're like not close to the playoffs, I can see something happening. To whereas we wouldn't have to give up as much for Dame because yeah. we won out. But I, but there's other teams that can give out way better packages. Like I don't I don't really know why they wouldn't uh they wouldn't go on that that Jalen Brown trade with the Celtics. I mean, I take Jalen Brown over Ben Simmons. But I don't think you're going to be trading him in division. Yeah, no, no. I'm talking about uh, I'm talking about the uh, Blazers. Oh, Blazers. Yeah, the Dame to the Celtics, like. If Dame goes to the Celtics, we're in trouble. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah, Atlanta PTSD is real. J-Love, it's – I think the only reason why um, I've gotten over it a little bit is because of the Phillies. Mm-hmm. Because that was a tough experience. I think that's worse than the Kawhi shot. I don't really remember 2003 with the uh, NFC Championship game. Uh, 2009 against the Yankees, we were still on our hangover with the World Series, so it didn't hurt as much as that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, dude. That Atlanta series was a tough one. Yeah. What up, Don Don? Yeah, there's a lot of people. We should have a therapy session. Well, <laughs> one of these days before football season, we all just need to vent about the Atlanta series. No mm-hmm. arguing about Ben. No arguing about anybody else. We just need to sit and talk about how we feel and how much that Atlanta series let us down. <laughs> I don't think that's the same tier as the quad bounce, but I think that's just a different – that's a whole different tier. The only thing is – It's more long-term pain for the, the Atlanta – no, it's actually more short, short-term pain. Two th- yeah, 2010 it's against the Black It hurts more, but if you really think about that Kawhi bounce, that was – if we would have won – Hypothetically, we could have won the championship that year. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. Game six against the Blackhawks at home. If you win another overtime, another overtime winner in game six at home, there's no reason why we shouldn't have won a cup in 2010 in game seven at Chicago. But mm-hmm. it's sometimes how the puck rolls, and that was an incredible shot by Patrick Kane. So that one hurt a lot, too. But I still think that seven-game series against Atlanta 
hurt just a little bit more than the Kawhi shot, only because it's the Hawks. Nope. It's the Hawks. That was supposed to be us. Mm-hmm. I know 2018 versus the Saints is a hot is a hot one too. There's been a lot of painful moments, man. I mean, even that Boston sweep. Yeah. Uh, that's I mean, we were about. a young team. Yeah. Did, did Detroit sign the Nickel uh, Roby Coleman? Is that what happened, Don Don? <laughs> um, that sucks. You guys are in for a rude awakening when Slot God goes to your team and just absolutely shits the bed. Yep. Detroit uh, Lions sign him. Uh, wow. Um. Yeah, two twenty-point blown leads. One at home, three L's at home. We were the best team in basketball for how long at home? And that goes back to you. Oh uh, yeah, Nitro, best team in basketball at home at the Wells Fargo Center. Mm-hmm. Significantly different records from home to away games at the Wells Fargo Center. Yeah, and you lose three of those games at home. I'm trying to Absolutely look up our, what our record was. I think we've we only lost. I think we lost five, maybe at home that whole season. In the regular season, it's not good. Yeah, come on, you guys have uh, Okuda, and you have the slot god. I think you guys have one of the best. Uh, <laughs> 2018 versus the Saints. That one hurt. It did. That, that one did. Since we were out fourteen nothing in the first quarter. Yeah, and the and the real slot god made the play. Yeah, Strapo. <sighs> that one hurt, but I still think we were on our Super Bowl high. And look, we still are on our Super Bowl high. So I can't yeah. say that that hurts more than any of those Sixers losses, mm-hmm. and especially that uh, Flyers loss in two thousand ten. I was not alive in 1993, but I know that hurts. Mitch Williams threw that pitch. I know that. one nothing. Lost that series. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jimmy J with the Celtics hope. Jimmy J, we love you here at ATD, but I wish nothing but the worst for the Boston Celtics. <laughs> <laughs> um. I think another another time where like it was it was that bad is when Ryan Howard got hurt in two thousand nine. Two thousand Achilles. Two thousand eleven. Yeah, was it two? That was two thousand eleven. I mean, yeah, yeah that's when that's when everything fell apart. Yep, that was Doc's uh, good last like last year of just being elite. Mm-hmm. That was Ryan Howard was done in two thousand twelve. That was the beginning of the end of this Phillies organization for a decade. Mm-hmm. And yeah, 2009 versus the Yankees, we were on that World Series high from 2008. So I I don't think any of these losses are worse than those two Sixers losses, the quadruple doink and just the complete monumental, awful series that we put on against the Hawks. Yep. Yeah, Lou Williams engineering that comeback (laughs) against us. Dude, I was was like, this game, there's no damn way we're losing this. Three minutes left, we're up by like nine. There's no damn way. And then Lou Williams hits like four fucking threes out of nine. I'm like, what? I was literally in the car listening to that, just having a mental breakdown. 
That's a great comment, Lynch. <laughs> wow. Uh, good times. Good times. Jimmy J, I was saying Doc was the problem since the Monday after game seven. And after opening my eyes, I realized Ben was the far bigger problem because we were playing four on five basketball. Mm-hmm. But Doc is a Doc is a close second. Yeah. Playing a 10 man rotation in game seven, throwing Shake Milton out there in the second half of a game seven where he mm-hmm. didn't play at all in the first half, having Furkan Korkmaz in a game seven rotate in the starting lineup. Yeah. In a game seven. Wow. Just think must, about he, all the mistakes. He must that have been the made. worst. The worst games. I I love Ferk, but he must have been the worst game seven starter as a first seed that's ever played. I think so. I think you're right. I absolutely think you're right. Like a first seed, a first seed, in a, in a, in a seven game series where you're going, you have to win that game, and you, and you play Ferk. Yeah, he's better off the bench. Like no matter what anyone says, no matter what I say, I troll sometimes. But you, I don't think he should play in that series. Or if he does, that's only if Danny Green. I mean, Danny Green was hurt. That was the only reason why he got minutes like that. But if Danny Green played, he wouldn't have had minutes. Yeah. Um. Twenty-seven ten. Wasn't there to open the game? It was a kick return for a touchdown for the Eagles, and then they ended up losing like that. I'm pretty. Correct me if I'm wrong. I, I I'm pretty sure you're, you don't know off the top of your head because you were what one years old. Yeah, two years old. No. Yeah, I was three. I forgot what I ate for breakfast this morning. So I had special no. K with banana. It was good. <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm pretty sure this Sixers loss this year was just as bad as the 2003 loss because you knew that yep. that Super Bowl was yours. You knew it, and you fucking blew it against an inferior opponent. And, of course, we can't forget 2004 versus the Patriots. The first sports moment that I truly remember was crying my eyes out after we lost the Super Bowl. That's the first sports moment I ever remember. I was five years old. Yeah, I didn't really understand. So, so. It was sports fashion. I am 21 years old, turning 22 in November. I'm 20. <laughs> I'm 20. I'm 20. So, we, we've experienced a good Phillies run. We experienced Eagles NFC Championship after NFC Championship. We experienced a Super Bowl. We experienced a Flyers Cup run. And we experienced the process with the Sixers. Yep. So I guess it could be worse. Uh, yeah. <laughs> The only thing I don't get is all the old heads that are like 40 plus that complain about, or like, yeah, 40, 45, 50. All the old heads that say they had it harder. I don't agree with that at all. I mean, if if you, you saw all those championships in the 80s with the Sixers, the championship Flyers, runs, yeah. Phillies, 1980, 1980, every team made I, it to the championship. Yeah. Yeah. And like, when we were really too young to understand 2004, maybe, but like, besides the Super Bowl, like everything after that was just painful. I mean, yeah, we, we did, we did the Phillies championship and the Phillies championship. We did see the best stretch of Phillies baseball in their franchise history. 
we, yes. we were able to experience that. We were able to comprehend that. But one championship came out of that at the end of the day. So. Yeah. And each year you progressively had a downfall. 2009, you made it to the World Series again. 2010, you made it to the NLCS against Cody Ross and the freaking Giants. Mm-hmm. And then 2011, you met David Freeze and the uh, St. Louis Cardinals in 2011 in the NLDS. Yep. So each time you lost after the World Series win, you lost to the World Series champion of that year. And then mm-hmm. since then, it's been nothing. Since 2011, it's been a process for the Sixers. Since 2011, we've been drafting horrible in the farm system. Since mm-hmm. 2011, yeah, the Eagles won a Super Bowl. But since that Super Bowl, we experienced one of the most polarizing sports figures that this sports city has ever seen in Carson Wentz. Mm-hmm. We're experiencing Ben Simmons, who is another, probably number two, the most polarizing sports figure in this city. Mm-hmm. And then you got the Flyers, who are the most mediocre flip-flop team that we've seen. One year they're in the playoffs, next year they're not. It's happened for 12 years now. Yep. So it, it's been a... <laughs> This is why we're putting all of our eggs in the Phillies basket right now. Mm-hmm. All the Phillies we have, we have eggs in our basket right now. Cheer for. We have nothing else to cheer for. The Eagles are – we want the Eagles to have a great season, and but we just don't know what what to expect. You only had four wins last season, and you just don't know what to expect with all these young guys with injuries and all this other stuff. So, really, yeah. like that's the only thing we can do is put all the all – the, all the eggs in one basket with the Phillies right now. Yeah. Cause that's the only team that's playing. You can think about it. Yeah. So. Um, Don Don was a good question. So city consensus, I think it is Eagles, Sixers, Phillies, Flyers. Yep. My personal opinion, I love them all equally, but what I get most locked into Eagles, Phillies, Flyers, Sixers. That's mm-hmm. mine. I just I, – I love playoff hockey. I love the environment of playoff hockey. I love the environment when the Phillies are good because that 2007 to 2011 stretch, that was probably my favorite experience as a Philly sports fan was just experiencing that whole ride. Mm-hmm. So that's why they're number two for me. Yep. Number three would be the Flyers just because of the environment. Of playoff hockey. Playoff hockey, yep. 2010 is what got me locked in on the Flyers. Mm-hmm. And then Eagles are obviously number one just because it's that's yeah. it's everybody's number one in this town. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. when it comes to the Sixers, it's just the furthest we've seen is second round exit our whole life. Mm-hmm. Second round exit, second round exit. Disappointment mm-hmm. after disappointment. Yeah, AI was 2001. I was two years old. I was zero. Oh, it was so, a couple yeah. months, I think. Yep. And, but yeah, I think mine would be definitely the Eagles one, Sixers two, I think Phillies three, and Flyers four. But it was very upsetting to see the decline of the uh, of the Flyers after they were in the bubble. I do think that they will have a better season, definitely, just because they revamped their defense and all. Carter Hart's coming back. He's got so he's got a chip on his shoulder. But like for the um for the Phillies, obviously they're doing real well. Watched them throughout the the few years when they were really good. When they had one of the best pitching rotations that the MLB has ever seen. To be fair, 
because you did have Roy Holiday, Cole, Oswald, and and Lee. So that was that was one of the best teams ever assembled. Honestly, I don't know how we didn't win that year. Yeah, but um, you had that, and then you got obviously the Sixers, who I talked about endlessly at work with people. I talked to my dad today. I was saying who. Who do you want to see that win the championship the most? And I ranked them, and he ranked it for me. He said, number one would be. He said the Sixers number one mm-hmm. to win the next championship. Like he doesn't; these aren't like expected. We're just like, who would you want to win the next ones? He said the Sixers. Then he said the Flyers. Yeah. He said he said the Eagles last, just because we've been riding on this Super Bowl high so mm-hmm. much. And if this was to happen again, like I feel like just this whole it would just be a whole nother process. But I would like to see yeah. I rank them at three. I think maybe the the Flyers aren't as much for me right now. Like it can wait a little bit, but I'd like to see the, the Phillies do something. But yeah. I really, really want to see the, the damn Sixers do something because I've been at countless games and like especially throughout the process years. Mm-hmm. So it's been really it's growing. Yeah. Game, you know? Yeah. Jay, I think like the consensus in Philly is Eagles, Sixers, Phillies, Flyers. My personal opinion, like my favorite is when everything is going well, Eagles, Phillies, Flyers, Sixers. Mm-hmm. I have the Sixers last just because I haven't seen them go far per se. I've only mm-hmm. ever seen them break my heart in round two of a playoff series. That's all mm-hmm. I've ever known. Mm-hmm. Whether it was Boston after we beat the Bulls in game seven, whether it was uh, Boston sweeping us again after Miami when it was Joe and Ben's like first ride at the playoffs, whether mm-hmm. it was the quadruple doink, whether it was blowing it against Atlanta. All I've seen is disappointment with the Sixers team. That's why yeah. they are low on my priority. Like, popularity or favorite or whatever you want to say that's why i have Mm -hmm. eagles phillies flyers sixers now the one thing i want to say about philly sports passion he says he's in the minority having eagles not in first i think that the phillies are the next up as most people's number one Mm -hmm. you know what i'm trying to say yeah it's like most people have eagles number one but second place for being number one, I think, are the Phillies. Mm-hmm. What did you say yours were? I said number one was Sixers, number two, Phillies, number three, the Eagles, and number four, the Flyers. Okay. So yeah. it's kind of opposite of what you got. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> it's, yeah it's <laughs> but, um, yeah. Yeah. It's, I don't know. A lot of people have different opinions. I mean, another championship for the Eagles would be huge, but like I kind of want to be real about it, even though I said that what I hope was, but just like you got to put a little perspective into it and reality into it. But um, I just feel like the Sixers more than anything, just because that over the past few years, you've seen the teams who won and you said, we that could have been us. We were better than that team that year. They just caught us. On a, on a bad night, really. Like, the Raptors, we were better than them. The Bucks, were the Bucks. do you think the Bucks were that much better than us this no, year? We matched up We matched up well against the Bucks. Yeah. 
And I mean that year, yeah, the year with the the Raptors. Who I don't think KD would have still got hurt. I mean, he was just coming off the injury. Maybe he would have got hurt again, but you could have won that series. Yeah, you could have won the championship. You, you, anything could have happened in the bubble if you if you not signed out Horford, mm-hmm. and you got a, an actual small forward and had Tobias Harris play that power forward position. But I don't know. Yeah. Um, Jazz, Eagles, Sixers, Phillies, Flyers. But I'd rather have the Flyers and Sixers win. I experienced, yeah. yeah. It would be nice to see each team win a, a title and see how different it is compared. But I need to see another Phillies. I I need to see another Phillies one. Um, nope. One thing I do have to say about Ben Simmons to wrap up the show is he didn't want to play in Australia for whatever – or he didn't want to play for Australia in the Olympics for whatever reason, which the thing that makes him even more soft is Devin Booker, Drew Holiday, just played playoff wars. Mm-hmm. And right after the finals, they go over to Tokyo and play for Team USA. Yeah. That's just the def- the different mentalities they have. Is just yeah, wow. So I just I just needed to say that on the on the show tonight, just to bring into perspective to show everybody that I'm not a part of Ben's legal team anymore. I fully understand the hate that we have for him, but I'm still on the Greg side of things, saying I'm not trading him for a bag of chips. I'm not trading him for a bottle of Doctor Pe- Cherry Doctor Pepper. I'm not trading him for any of that. Mm-hmm. I think the ideal trade is to keep him, have him play his regular season himself, have him turn into playoff Ben, mm-hmm. and then trade him when his value is at his highest. You got to tell him, look, dude, we think you're worth more than what the market show says right now. We're going to help you, but you need to help us. You need to show up. And we will get you out of here as soon as we get the right package for you. Mm-hmm. And that could happen by the trade deadline. Mm-hmm. If you're that real with him, maybe he'll open his eyes and grow up and grow a pair. And maybe he'll do it. But we'll see what happens. Yeah, we will. And everyone remember, could be Don Don and be a Detroit fan. Could be worse. <laughs> could be worse. Yeah, I know Don Don was saying when we were talking about the Flyers run, and he was uh, he was definitely going for us because we were going against Chicago because Chicago and Detroit definitely have some bla- bad blood when it comes to hockey. Yeah. So we feel you there, Don Don. So, hell, uh, hell yeah. MJ, one huh. more thing. MJ, MJ was out gambling, drinking night after night too, and he's the best basketball player of all time. AI partied all of his money away, and he gave it 100% every single time. Oh. Ben Simmons is a crumb. Another thing we should we should talk about before you actually wrap it up, just Eagles. Yeah. Let's talk about some Eagles talk. I, I heard something. I read up on something about Sirianni that just gave me a lot more confidence in him. Um, during one of the, one of the practices, Jalen Rager wasn't having a good practice, so – um, Sirianni got him up by his, his face mask and said, 
what like let's get it the fuck together like where i'm sending you the fuck home and then jalen Rager went on to get have a great practice and you saw the one-handed catch he made mm-hmm. he went on to catch catch it like that so he he needs to get people in his face yeah. and i want to ha- i want to have a hot take saying it right now jalen Rager at the end of the season will have more yards than justin jefferson he will He'll have more receiving yards than Josh, Justin Jefferson, and you'll have more touchdowns. I'm gonna say it right now. I'm, I'm not saying even, a hot take, but I'm gonna. I'm just gonna say one sentence about that. Actually, it's a question: Who's going to be throwing Jalen Rager the ball for him to get more yards and more touchdowns than Justin Jefferson? Because the MVP, bro. <laughs> You could say that Jalen Rager is going to outperform Justin Jefferson all you want. But at the end of the day, I said it last week, and I'm going to keep on saying it. Donald Trump coming in hot, <laughs> saying we should get, <laughs> saying we should get uh, Deshaun Watson. But I'm going to keep saying it until week one, until week two, until week three, until he shows me that he's the real deal. Mm-hmm. This season is all predicated on the growth of Jalen Rager, or Jalen Rager. Uh, Jalen Hurts, and whether he is legitimately the um, the next Russell Wilson, the way we were told he was going to be. Mm-hmm. Because if Jalen Rager has an above average year, this football team is ten and seven, and Jalen Rager could get over a thousand yards and get more touchdowns than Justin Jefferson. It yeah. could happen. But it all starts – it's all going to be on the shoulders of Jalen Hurts. Mm-hmm. They solely built this football team for Jalen Hurts this offseason. Mm-hmm. Offensive line coming back healthy. Key signings on the defensive side of the ball to stay relevant, to keep points off the board for you, Jalen Hurts. Mm-hmm. You have a young offense to build around. You trade it up to get the best receiver in the draft which he is. Devontae Smith is the best receiver in the draft. He was a fucking Heisman. So it's going mm-hmm. to gonna come down to Jalen Hurts. Yep. Shout out, J-Love. Thanks for, uh, thanks for uh, supporting us today. Yep, J-Love. Have fun. Italy's a good time, man. I, I went there for a week. It was fun. Yep. Just don't uh, watch pickpocketers. Watch them. Watch them. <laughs> <laughs> so, some would say that's a cold take Philly sport passion but I can hear what he's saying because everything's everything's built around this offense you have two solid tight you have two top 10 tight ends in the league Very you have cool. a running back that this whole fan base thinks he's the top 10 running back in the league you mm-hmm. have a top 5 off- offensive line when healthy maybe top 3 Debat- debatably the best offensive line when healthy you have Devontae Smith, who's going to be getting all of the attention on the one side. And then you got Jalen Rager that you could use as a decoy. Mm-hmm. So I Jaylen- think that's just going to be that factor because if you have everybody trying to guard Smith, trying to guard Goddard, if they double-team Goddard or Ertz, like if you have Ertz on there too, I I think Rager's going to be that deep ball threat. Mm-hmm. When, when I think just like that play against the Cowboys, there'll be a few plays like that this year. Yeah. Um, Lynch, I'm just saying what Howie Roseman said to us. 
we weren't going to pass up on Russell Wilson again. That's what he said. Mm-hmm. So let's see if Russell Wilson shows up. Mm-hmm. Philly uh, Spirit Passion, I honestly agree with you. I agree with you on that. I think we do. And fantasy-wise, fantasy he will be very overrated this year just because of how run-dominant Hurts can be. Um, but in a way, that can help Miles Sanders. It can. It can, can. And it can also hurt him. But, um, like, Sander, Sanders this season, I, I really hope he practiced on catching the balls. Now that, the, now that they'll be a little bit more accurate passer, I guess, maybe. We'll see. Maybe instead instead of ten feet over him, it'll only be five feet over him compared to Carson last year. All right, it, but um, Miles had a lot of drops last year. He did. They may, they may not have been perfect passes, but when the ball hits both your hands and your feet are still on the ground, you catch the ball. Yep. And no, I, agree with that. I was giving him shit for that. And J Love is that. That's the main issue with uh, Miles. Besides him dropping passes and not being a reliable pass catcher out of the backfield which he Mm -hmm. was at penn state he's always he he needs to stay healthy if he stays Mm -hmm. healthy he's going to be a top 10 running back this year Mm -hmm. but he hasn't shown us anything to say that he can stay healthy yeah yeah and i mean there's so many good running backs there is really out there now so and that's also true benny that is also very true but he also wasn't on the field like, we bash Carson all the time because he was injury-prone. But there's a lot of guys on this roster that we glorified that are injury-prone as well. Mm-hmm. So that that's really it. Yeah. I, he's not he's not Brian Westbrook. He's not LaShawn McCoy. <laughs> Damn. J-Love. <laughs> Jalen, we're trying we're trying to bring out the happy times with the Philly Eagles right now. The season's gonna be predicated on Hertz. I hope he's I hope he succeeds. I really do. Mm-hmm. And this statement. Yeah. This statement, <laughs> I, I might as well get it tattooed on my forehead. <laughs> so we'll see about that one. <clears throat> dude, I'm telling I'm calling it right now. Wentz will be back by the end of September. He'll be back by the first week of October. He'll play 70% of the snaps. He'll make the playoffs. We'll get our first round pick. Colts will make it to the NFC championship game. And Wentz will have a breakout year. He will. Mm-hmm. It's going to happen. Now, let me ask you one question on Hurts. Do you think Hurts has more throwing touchdowns or more running touchdowns? All right. So Wentz in his rookie year was 16 touchdowns, 14 interceptions, I believe. I don't think Hertz is going to be getting. Ah, that's a good question, Evan. I think he's going to get more throwing touchdowns. I think he's going to have eight rushing touchdowns, twenty-two passing touchdowns. Okay, just because it's a pass first league now. Sixteen. Fourteen to sixteen. Yeah. Fourteen, sixteen. What? 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 Would you? What's the highest you think he can get at? Like, what do you think? His ceiling? Yeah. 26. 26. I think. 26 and what? 26, 10, 10 or 17? 26 and 12. 12? Okay. If he has 26 touchdowns, 12 interceptions, and 10 rushing touchdowns, 
it's going to be a successful year for Jalen Hurts. Yeah. And, that, and I think that's that's feasible. That's possible. It is. It is. <clears throat> Fumbles. Yeah. Fumble. Good night, Jay. And one last thing. Yeah. Run, run, quarterbacks with the run-first mentality do not win in this league. Mm-hmm. Now, maybe 10 years from now, it could happen. Maybe two years from now, it could happen. Mm-hmm. But Tom Brady's winning Super Bowls. Russell Wilson, who, yes, he does use his legs, but he's a pass-first quarterback. Aaron Rodgers, pass-first quarterback. Mm -hmm. Drew Brees, pass-first quarterback. Peyton Manning, pass-first quarterback. Eli Manning, pass-first quarterback. Joe Flacco, pass-first quarterback. I just named all of the recent Super Bowl winners. Mm -hmm. Well, that's why Lamar Jackson hasn't won a ring yet. Because he's that run-first guy and... That's not always going to happen. Sam, Russell Wilson is a pass-first quarterback. He makes the right decisions. Cam took his team to a Super Bowl, and I, I is he a run-first quarterback? I, I don't know if he is anymore, but was he in 2015? Mm-hmm. When he, MVP season? I'd have to watch the tape. Yeah. I really do. I would. Steve Young, I, I wasn't around for Steve Young. I, I don't know if he was a pass or run first, pass first quarterback. I know he had a hell of a arm, but Mike Vick, who is the best run first quarterback of all time, he never got over the hump. Oh, why would we want that? If we want, if we have that, we're not going ten and seven with a chance at a wild card. Noah, come on. All, all of these guys uh, that we're naming, he's not, run, he's not run first. All of these guys that we're naming that we're trying to justify for Jalen Hurts, all of these guys are pass first quarterbacks. <clears throat> Just because he can run doesn't mean he's a run first. Run like, first. Dual I mean, quarterbacks, like, yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. Dual quarterbacks can win Super Bowls. But that pass for that run first mentality, it isn't it because it's so easy to defend. Mm-hmm. These guys on the defensive ball, side of the ball, they make tackles 95% of the time. Mm-hmm. Like you've seen it with Jalen last year. Yes, he was a rookie. Yes, he had a terrible uh game plan, game planner, play caller, and Doug. Yes, he had an awful O-line. But the fact that Jalen Hurts was so successful in first quarters and second quarters of the four games that he started, minus that Washington game because it was atrocious. Mm-hmm. But the reason why he had those hot starts in those first three games against the Saints, Cowboys, and Cardinals was because he was using his legs. He was a run-first quarterback. And then the moment the team had a chance to gather itself at halftime, they shut him down. Mm -hmm. They contained him. They either had a QB spy on him in the middle of the field or they contained the outside. They contained the sidelines. Mm -hmm. And it's real. It's real. Once his first read is covered up, he doesn't know what to do. And I'm hoping to God, and I, I'm pretty sure he was working on it all offseason. Mm-hmm. From what I'm hearing in training camp, he's been working on it all training camp, and he looks a lot better. Yep. But until he gets into week one, and he shows me that he can play a complete football game, which Carson has done over his three, four, five years in Philly, mm-hmm. once Jalen shows me that he can play a complete football game and continue to carry on that momentum, I'm going to have my doubts on him. Mm-hmm. And saying, I'm sick of the stats that we bring up at the Big 12 that don't play defense. 
Name me one cornerback that has been drafted in the first two rounds from the Big 12. <laughs> and then I'll shut my mouth. Evan Taylor can throw 65% as a quarterback at Texas Tech. Yes, sir. That's fine. And everybody's bringing up the stats. I'm, I'm laying it out for you for what all of us see. You want to talk about a recency bias You want to talk about overrating our players, overhyping our young players, and then watching them fail, and then running them out of town after two years? I'm just trying to avoid that with Jalen. I want him to be able to grow. Mm-hmm. And you want to know what happened to Mahomes? He lost his left tackle and he lost his right tackle. And he looked a lot like Carson Wentz did. And that that Super Bowl, that's what Carson Wentz looked like all season. Mm-hmm. Because he didn't have a left tackle, a right tackle, a right guard, a left guard, a wide receiver one, a wide receiver two, an RB one. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people forget. A lot of people just want to fit stuff in and talk about stuff because it fits their narrative. How is it a shit take? How is it a shit take? Mr. Wing, I'm saying I'm hoping he fixes it. But until then, I can't say that he's going to take us over the hump where he's our franchise quarterback. Yes, he was in the Super Bowl because he had legit NFL players around him. I'm not saying they were all, all pro guys, but he had a starting left tackle and a starting right tackle. And then the moment you lose both of them, yeah, you're going to fuck up and you're going to look shitty, especially mm-hmm. against a defense like Tampa Bay. Yeah. I'm not comparing Wentz to Mahomes. I may be comparing their situations because Mahomes had the same situation that Wentz did all season, but Mahomes is far better quarterback than, than Carson and he does And he does have Tyreek Hill and Travis, Travis Kelsey. Kelsey, who are top three in both their positions. 51% of the time. His completion percentage? I mean, his completion percentage was bad because, all right, A, he can't go after his first read. B, he had no receivers. C, his offensive line was shit. D, his play caller was shit. Like, I'm giving him all those excuses. Like, I don't, I don't understand what we're doing here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lynch, how many times are you going to say this until I put it up on the screen? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, four games, one and three. And awful, awful second halves. Damn. Damn, Jay, Jay, Jay said goodnight like three times. That's <laughs> yeah, and then he doesn't want to leave. And then Jalen Hurts' legal team came in hot at the end of the show, <laughs> two and a half hours in. <laughs> so. Wow. Guys, it was fun. It was a fun way to end the show. Is this what it's going to be all season when it comes to the Eagles? You guys aren't going to let me enjoy Jalen Hurts' growth? We'll see. Guys, I hope I'm wrong. I hope Jalen Hurts is MVP this year because if he's MVP, we're contenders. We're contenders in the NFC East. Yep. Don't go now. (laughs) We We got eight minutes left, boys. Eight minutes. Oh wait, um, can, I, can I bring up something real quick? Yeah, yeah. I know we're, we're we're talking about Eagles big, but are the Phillies pretenders or are they contenders? What was it? 
Are the Phillies pretenders or are they contenders? They're contenders. For the, so? for the strict reason of what both of us said three weeks ago, if this team had a legit closer and another starter, we're 20 games above 500 right now. Mm-hmm. And that's leading the league in wins pretty much. Yeah. yeah. And guess what? We got both of them. We got both of them at the trade deadline. Our offense is on fire right now, and we're missing mm-hmm. four of our starters. Yep. This team this team is a contender. I agree. All right, back back to some Eagles talk. Let's talk shit. Let's talk shit on Jimmy. This is the, the Jimmy Jimmy Slander hour. <laughs> the Jimmy Slander. It's the Jimmy Slander minute. <laughs> Won that Dallas game. So what Eagles would have Mr. Wing, it would have been nice if Jalen Hurts can get a start in the playoffs. No? It would have been nice for that Washington game to be meaningful. No? Because that Washington game would have been for the NFC East. Mm-hmm. That would have been great experience. Yeah. Like, I, I don't I understand just, what all these excuses are. I don't think the whole team is ready for, for a playoff run at all. Like, I know the playoff experience is very important, but at the, at the end of the day, like, if you're first – Playoff game, you get absolutely demolished. I'd rather just not even make the playoffs, honestly. Like if you just get absolutely killed in in the first game of the playoffs, I you don't really get that much out of that. You get the experience and all that, but at the same time, it's it can it can also kill your your confidence. I mean, yeah, that's a good point. But could you imagine how much less doubt we'd have? Jalen could have taken us, which mm-hmm. was a legit possibility. Yeah, would, would we have played the Bucks the first round? We would have played the Buccaneers the first round. Well, who did Washington? Yeah, Washington we would have played, 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 yeah. we played the Buccaneers at we Philadelphia. Well, at look, look, look at what Taylor Heineke did against the fucking Buccaneers. Yeah. He, he earned himself a two year deal to be a backup. Mm-hmm. You're telling me that Jalen Hurts isn't as good as Taylor Heineke? <laughs> I don't know. I hope so. Uh, so many, yeah. And this is this is another reason why this all falls on the shoulders of Jalen Hurts. Like the legal team, you guys should be shitting your pants right now. Jalen mm-hmm. Hurts' legal team, because it's all up to him. They did everything they possibly could for this kid to succeed this year. A whole mm-hmm. new coaching staff, brand new, rejuvenated coaching staff. And it seems like the majority of this fan base is falling in love with Nick Sirianni. They signed mm-hmm. the kids freaking Jalen Hurts' quarterback coach from Florida, for God's sake, to be the quarterback coach. They've brought everything to Jalen Hurts. It's, time to, it's time to see if, if what he's got. You got the best, you got the Heisman winner at wide receiver for him. You got a top 10 running back in Miles Sanders. You got two top 10 tight ends. You got a top mm. three offensive line when healthy. You got, a, in my opinion, a top 10 defense with all those guys, on, all those veterans on one-year deals. Mm-hmm. You got all of it. So we'll see what happens. We'll see yeah. what happens, guys. Um, I just saw a comment that I wanted to – all right, two more last points. So we'll go with our what are 
records will be, which I already said, and then we'll go with what is the quarterback situation look like next year. What do you think the record's going to be at? I said eight and nine. I said eight and nine. I'm laughing. Eight and nine is a solid prediction. <laughs> I don't think any more win. I don't think they go above five hundred. I think ten and seven. I I truly do think ten and seven. Wow. I think you must have a lot of a lot of confidence in uh, Jalen. All right, so let let's go. We'll do this. We'll go. We'll do a full breakdown of the schedule when it gets closer to the season. So I'm not even going to say a- anything, but I think I'm talked, saying ten. We seven. talked about it a few weeks ago. Yeah, we'll go in depth at the schedule, and we will say win or loss. We'll write mm-hmm. it down. We'll do everything. Um, last question. Yeah, Ted, I agree with you on that one. Oh, you always want to make the confident the playoffs, no matter what. So. And QB situation next year. If Jalen has a mediocre year, do we ride with him? Like I'm talking straight mediocrity. Uh, we have an opportunity at the playoffs, but he blows it or something like that. And he just has an overall mediocre year. What do we do at quarterback? Uh, I think you ride with him with, with one year after that. It depends really what, what our record is. I mean, if it's not... If we have a lottery pick and he plays the whole season, maybe you, you think about maybe selecting a quarterback or just keep that in the back of your mind because Carson Wentz, his first season wasn't that great. Next season he goes and tears it apart, tears the league apart. So, With really, a team with a team that is built similar to what this team is built like. Yep. Yeah, the receivers are much younger, mm-hmm. but you have two veteran tight ends. And you have the reigning Heisman winner on the offensive yep. side of the ball. You all, but you also do have an older offensive line. The offensive line is going to be four years older than they were. Yeah, five years but, older. Than they were. But we still, but we so, still will consider them a top three offensive line when healthy. For, yeah. Yep. So defense, decent defensive wise, we we got a lot a lot of young guys. It's gonna it's gonna matter just as much like how quarterbacks do. It just depends on so much on their defense as well. Because if your defense is putting you in a good place, you'll be scoring a lot of touchdowns. You know. Yeah. So I I think um, I think you ride with him one more year if he doesn't do that great this year because you can't don't give on give don't give up on him too quickly. I don't think you run it back. This is what we do in Philly. Run it back. Hey, that's what. Shout out to DJ. Yeah, run it that's back. What that's what we're doing with uh, Sixers. So we'll see what happens, guys. Guys, it was a hell of a show. The Phillies are rejuvenating us. A rejuvenation. Hallelujah. Sixers are going to be back in no time. Starting at point guard. Tyrese. Matthew. <laughs> Six-year point guard out of LSU, Ben Simmons. Boom! <laughs> Fuck out. Kayvon, I'm not going to be scared to root for Jay. I'm rooting for Jalen this year. I really am. But I'm telling you, it's going to fall on his shoulders this year. Mm-hmm. 
I'll keep on saying it. I don't care. I don't care how sick of uh, how sick the Jalen's legal team gets. I'm gonna keep on saying it. So. Mm-hmm. Sure. And I think Aaron Rodgers is a free agent next year. Correct me if I'm wrong. Do we yeah. make a Do we make a run at him? No. <clears throat> Too much baggage. Too he's, much baggage. He's, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, he's he's a brat. Is, is no, he, he has the right to be of uh, being one of the best, a top ten best quarterback of all time? But in my opinion, he's a when you're, when you're bitching about that you have nobody. When you have you, you a, consistent, fringe top, a fringe top, maybe a top eight tight end, but the best wide receiver in the league and a very good offensive line, and you're bitching about signing defensive players. Like, why the fuck? Why do you think that you guys didn't make the playoffs these last few years? Or, no, you did make playoffs, but didn't win anything. Your defense sucked. That's the only reason why. Not the offense. Yeah. Aaron yeah. Jones, he's a top. He's he's a top. He's a top ten running back. Top ten running back. But um, yeah, Aaron Rodgers. I think if it fails again this year, he's gonna ask out. Yep. And I, you know what I'm thinking, Jimmy? I think it, there, we have the real estate to get him. If something happens, I think they just do a a, a trade, just a, a straight up swap with uh, Wilson. Kayvon gave you a buddy. <laughs> I think it's debatable. I don't think it's worthy to call somebody a buddy for saying Devontae <clears throat> Adams is the best receiver in the league. It's very debatable. Buddy. <laughs> that's a violation. Yeah, that's not <laughs> I don't like that. But like you could call you could call Evan buddy on every other sports take that he has, but that that's a legitimate sports, that's a legitimate yeah. take. It's not a hot take. Devontae Adams is one of the best receivers in the league. Get it, buddy. I had one more train of thought, and I lost it. Um, Oh, yeah, Aaron Rodgers. He he is a better quarterback in terms of – in terms of just watching the game of football, watching a game of football, he is a better quarterback than Tom Brady. He's not more successful than Tom Brady, but he's a better quarterback than Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. And that might be a hot take, but that's just me watching with my own eyes. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people have that. So yeah, no, no, okay, no, we're just trolling. We're just trolling. I don't really care. I'm sorry. At least he didn't call you pal <laughs> or Haas. <laughs> sport cause what's up sport <laughs> you yeah. really so you think Rodgers is better than Brady yeah he's not more successful than Brady obviously but I think Rodgers is better so you think, if, you think if Rodgers was put in that same situation as Brady come over take over for the Patriots for Drew Bledsoe you think you think that legit Aaron Rodgers would have done the same thing I don't think Aaron Rodgers would have lost to Eli Manning twice and then lost to Nick Foles. Nick Foles. So. I could see that. I could see that. But at the same time, he's been – I mean, they've never really had the best wide receivers on on the Patriots. Like, I, I, I could probably say 
this is probably correct, that Devonta Adams is better than any of the wide receivers that Except Tom Brady Moss. played with besides Moss. That was very long ago. Eh. I mean, Brady also had the one of the greatest tight ends of all time for how many yeah. of his rings in Gronkowski? Almost all of them. Three or four of them? Almost all, yeah. So before, yeah, it's a lot, and everybody knows I'm a Brady hater. I think I hate Brady more than I hate Trey Young. Mm-hmm. But I'm just speaking, and I and I think Belichick's gonna have a bounce back year with the Patriots. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to turn um the fuck is his name from Al- Mac Jones, Mac Jones. Into, into a hell of a quarterback. He might not start right away, but I think he's going to be a hell of a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Brady, yes, Brady won. A lot of Fugazi Super Bowls and lost three bad Super Bowls. Like, all right, the Eagles Super Bowl, yes, wasn't his fault, but in the biggest moment of the game, he turns the football over mm-hmm. and gets and loses a shootout to Nick Foles, and then you lose to th- that bomb Eli Manning not once but twice. Mm-hmm. That guy's a sack of potatoes. Come on, you couldn't Eli Manning. Wow. So, all right, gentlemen, hell of a show. It's great talking to everybody. I'm so I'm so pumped for the Phillies, and I'm so pumped for Week One. Yeah. I can't wait for Monday, September 13th, when we get to come on after we the day after the first game against Atlanta. It's going to be fun. Yep. So tune in then. Tune in every Monday night, 9:30. Go follow. Flight zone. Yep. Yes, sir. Flight zone. Always brought to you by Body Check Wellness. Body Check Wellness. It is um, great, just a great product. Great product in general. You got a bunch of bunch of uh, things that you could get from. It. You got topicals, hemp's, you name it. We got it. Gummies. Gummies. Ooh. You go to bodycheckwellness.com. Use promo code A2D. Get yourself twenty percent off. And we're brought to you by Body Check Wellness every show. Uh, make sure you check out every show on HD Radio. We have a show every night. We have a show every day. Make sure you guys tune in. Become a member. Member nine ninety nine a month. You get all that money back from the boys at Money Pot Podcasts. You get appearances on shows, jersey giveaways. You name it, we got it. It's a fun show, guys. Have a great rest of your night. We'll see you. Uh, we'll see you next Monday. We'll talk yep. about it. <laughs> we'll talk about. Peace it. out, Eagle City. Thank Even you, Noah. Thank going. you, Mister Wing. Jay, Benny's Nation, fellas. <laughs> fellas I, how many times do I say fellas in a show? Buddies. Cows, yeah. yeah, <laughs> hosses. Sports. All right. <laughs> Have a great one, guys.